to another episode of Black Man Do Talk, where we have overdue conversations from a black man perspective. It's your boy, Street Hems. I am one of the hosts. We also got... What's good? It's your boy, Trey. And today we have two special co-hosts. Introduce yourselves. What's up, y'all? My name's Ty from the SBI. And I'm Caleb. Absolutely. So we have Ty and Caleb. Talk to us about why today is special. What do y'all... Men do. Uh, I'm a Dallas police officer, um, so I patrol the streets of Dallas, trying to keep everybody safe. Do the best I can as a black man out here trying to live. Indeed, you do a good job. I want to put that out there. You do a good job. You seen him before? He's actually no lie. He's actually texted me as I've been driving. He told me one time, "Hey, get off your phone while you're driving." <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> I was like, "Where's no. he at?" <laughs> I'm a police officer with Grand Prairie Police Department. Uh, three years, so. Indeed. Fine. Yeah, y'all are killing it. Hey, bro, since, since, since I see you last, bro, you been in the gym, man. I'm, I'm not even going to stop. Yeah, man. Like, you- yeah, man. When, you, when somebody look at you eye to eye, you kind of have to. You got to You got to get with them. 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 You got to make them make a business decision. Exactly. Hey, facts. <laughs> I was making the business decisions at first. I was like, no, sir, it's okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You're right. You weren't speedy. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so talk to us. Uh, what were the. Uh, how do I? What were the stereotypes you went into believing, and also uh, what were things that were confirmed and also flipped when you actually started serving with the police department? Started all hot, didn't he? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 we just oh. we just get hey, press a button, hot. press any button. Yeah, yeah. we just get yeah. Y'all thought it was sweet. Man. Hot. Let me sit up in this. Yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. Oh, my man up some Johnny. Yeah, brother. Go ahead, take a sippy sip. Take a sippy sip for Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Can you say the question one more time? Okay, so um, obviously, being black men that are police officers, uh, especially coming after such a sensitive and raw time within our culture, especially the black community. For sure. Um, Knowing what you're signing up for, what were things that were like, man, I didn't expect this. And also on the other side, it's like, okay, man, this actually um, was something I did expect, but I didn't realize it was to this extent or the opposite. Like, so like, kind of like what you went in there thinking and now that you're actually in the thick of it. Because I'm always somebody who's really big on never judging a culture from the outside, mm-hmm. right? And I think it is um, tough because the black community generally does do a major job of judging police department from the outside, mm-hmm. not knowing we've never been actually involved yeah. inside of it, mm-hmm. but we get the results, but y'all are actually in the the thick of it, doing the time, doing the, doing the actual serving and protecting. So what is that like? Um, see what I thought was, is that, um, being a black man and a black police officer that my people would 
when they see me, they're not just going to see me as uh, a police officer. And I didn't think that I would have to break down so many walls uh, through the process. Um, but I get treated <clears throat> as if that I've beat somebody across the head or shot somebody myself just like a white police officer would would have. And so I always have to, whenever I approach them, I got to tell them, like, look, man, I'm not going to let nothing happen to you. Like, relax. As long as I'm here, there's not going to be anything that, ha- that happens to you. I'm not going to let nobody disrespect you or talk crazy to you because it doesn't take all that. It's so you so you right down the street in Deep Ellum, too. And yeah. um, that's like predominant, oh, I'm not saying predominantly, but there's a, a big homeless community, things like that. Yeah. So like when you're getting these calls and, 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 and even just being down the street, things like that, um, what is it like being able to, okay, I see the situation, I'm gauging the situation, what level of intensity do I bring? What level of intensity should I draw back on? Like, how quick do you have to make those decisions? Split second. Split second. And and Caleb, you you came into you know the force like on a very in a very interesting time. If I remember correctly, you finished the academy like right after like the whole summer of twenty twenty, right? And so like just talk about like what it felt like because you came in with a lot of tension. With a lot of people on edge, everybody was protesting. Like, so just talk a little bit more about like that heightened experience. Into the thick of it. Facts. We need the button for it. Uh, Really, just like coming into something that's so heated is like you being thrown into the fire. One, you got to make split second decisions, and then also think about your own self. Like, I have a wife and and a son, and so you got a group of people that don't like you whatsoever just because of the uniform that you wear. So imagine you thinking, okay, I got to be safe, but I also have to be, uh, have to empathize for a group of people that are hurting right now. If you don't have empathy for people that are hurting, then what's the point in being a police officer? You're trying, you're supposed to serve and protect those same people. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, people don't understand when they see you, that, oh, he has empathy for people, so you have to show them. So a lot of times with me, and I'm going to just be, just be already started off being transparent, through the almost three years that I've been a police officer, I haven't pulled my taser out and shot anybody, anybody with my taser. I haven't maced anybody. Oh, only thing that I've done. Yeah, <laughs> he said, yeah. speak for yourself. And, that, and, and, Ty's, and Ty's, Ty's patrolling in like a... <laughs> The suburbs, so <laughs> well. And just and just for me, just just be, just only I say that only because you know I know how to talk to people. Yeah, that's big. And, and I think too, whenever I show up to a scene, just like we were talking about fitness, I make you rethink what you, what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I make you rethink it with the words that I say to you. For sure. And just. A stance. If you get out of the car, you got food all over you. Officer you, presence. Officer yeah, presence. Right. You, you, your shirt is all nasty. You fat. For sure. First thing I'm thinking, if because growing up, you know, I, I I grew up on the east side of Oklahoma City. It ain't South Dallas, but it would be technically our version of the hood. Okay. Uh-huh. So I know how to think like that because that's that's the people that I ran with growing up. Yeah. So if I see a dude from South Dallas. And he want to want to run or he want to fight. I have to make him think. Look, man, like 
You don't want to try me. It ain't worth it. You know, some people just ain't com- they're not confident in their abilities. And I know that I'm confident in what I know with the law, and I'm confident in knowing, knowing how to deal with people. If I got to get mm-hmm. physical, physical with you, I don't want to get physical with you because it don't take all that. The job is, is about 98% communication. Mm-hmm. That's right. good. That's crazy. That's good. I've, I've never heard that phrase. <coughs> but you, you agree? Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I want to answer that question, though. The, uh, Please do. The stereotypes that I came in with. Um, it's it's kind of on the same line as you, brother. Uh, basically, that I was the enemy. But I knew that going in, and I was prepared for the responsibility of of. I'm going to be the enemy to some folks by the badge and by the color of my uniform, right? And so I wasn't looking to necessarily figure out, you know, what has flipped from from that stereotype, more of, okay, how can I take this responsibility and and do my job to the glory of God or just do my job well? That's good. And so I think a lot of times officers um, – they go into the they go into the job or they're already in the job and because of re- the light of you know recent events, it's always man I'm going to defend why I do this job, you know I'm going to defend why I am a police officer, uh, and that this is an honorable and noble job. Like if you understand that it's honorable and noble, there's n- there's no reason to defend it. Your job is to do the best that you can do at being a police officer, right? And by and like you said by your officer presence, you know what you look like when you when you step step to somebody who is high as a kite on PCP and ready to throw down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can you de-escalate the situation enough to make sure not only are they safe, but you safe and the kids are in the back of his car safe too. Yeah. You sure. know what I'm saying? Because sure. those are the type of situations we get in, we get in many situations like that. Right. Okay. So, uh, after, um, hanging around a couple, uh, cops and having friendships with a few cops as well. Um, is there ever technically a moment where you're off duty? Cause like, even when I'm around other cops, the mentality really doesn't, as I'm seeing, doesn't check out. Like if you're at a restaurant, it's like, you're going to sit in the corner just so you can peep the scene. If, 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 if you're in a place, you're like in a, in a bordering aspect of things. So like, is there ever like a clock out mentality for y'all? Um, yes and no. Um, so the whole restaurant thing, of course, I'm always, because of the job, I'm aware of my surroundings. Because I showed up in a restaurant where people getting active. So I'm like, okay, what's, what's the best place for me to sit? I don't want to have my back to the door. You get what I'm saying? Or things like that. This is a, like, a, a center-fed room. Somebody come in here. What, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? You know what I'm saying? Where I'm going? Where's my corners? Where are my angles? I've already checked that out. But uh, it's different. The average person don't do that, bro. Right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't do that before, prior, prior <laughs> to being a police officer. <laughs> this this man. Hey, my man said we got exit one, two, and three. If he goes to two, I'm going to three. If I go to three, I'm going to four. And I got that thing no, no, on me. Prior, prior to me being a police officer, that was nowhere yeah, in my mind. Yeah. We sit down to eat. Yeah, yeah. Prior to being a police officer. Right, right, right. Center now, fed room. Yeah. Center fed room. Yeah. He played, oh, he, played oh, he, he did geometrical alignments before we even started this podcast. No, 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 no. No, so so stuff like that, like I'm on and I'm ready for if something were to happen, but I'm not I don't have a uniform on, I don't have a badge on, so there's no sense of I represent the city uh-huh. and you know, I can let my hair down a little bit as far as how I, I communicate with y'all and talk to y'all and yeah. and um relate <clears throat> to y'all, but for sure. All right. Uh, uh so another question. 
do y'all understand the frustrations that the common, uh, just the black community has in general when it comes to police? Because um, even being real for me, um, I say this all the time. Like, I have no reason to just trust a police officer. I do not know you. Yeah. I, why should I trust you off rip? I trust about four cops, and I have y'all's numbers. And yeah. two of y'all here. <laughs> it's real facts. Like, but that's people in general. Yeah. And so, like, uh, when I meet a random person who has a uniform on, and it's like, hey, you don't trust me? No. Nope. I don't even try to get in that conversation because it's like, You've already put something on there that's like, okay, bet. If I tell you no, now you're going to try to affirm why I should be trusting you. Yeah. And even in that, there's a level of dominance and a level of a submission that I have to have to have to go through. Mm-hmm. And so is there a level where it's like, all right, bet. We understand the frustrations of the black community as to why we are seen this way. Because literally after even working in Village Oaks, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, it's it's a it's a community in South Oak Cliff, uh, very impoverished. Uh, I, I went there for the purpose of serving the uh, the young kids in the after school program. And when I tell you, every time the police showed up, we knew it was problems. It wasn't like a hey, you're coming to help. It's hey, it's about to be an issue. Even to the extent of uh, there was a security guards that would call the police to help. The tow community tow our cars. That's crazy. And I got I got my car towed so many times, and the police would escort them with these big old guns. With a tap, I'm like, how y'all? I didn't even know y'all had. I seen those in like Call. I mean, Call of Duty and in, in, in Grand Theft Auto. But I didn't know them joints existed. Bro said they switched their loadout. You feel me? And I'm, 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 and I'm sitting there. Like, bang, bang, <laughs> bang. About to go to a car. And I'm, I'm sitting there like that. And so, and so, and so, for me, literally having those instances and having those interactions with uh, police officers in that context, and then also being a part of the community where, when a police officer shows up, he's like, "Hey, fam, like." I know uh, you called us over here, but I'm telling you not supposed to be here because we're told that it has to be a minimum of three of us. So I'm going to have to leave. And I'm like, fam, like, we need y'all. Like, what's, what's, what's really popping? He's like, yeah, um, we're more responsive than preventative. And I'm like, right. well, if I'm telling you what's going to happen because it's a pattern what's happening, can y'all just post up and help us out? Ah, it's other places we got to go. And I'm like, yo, that's tough. And so uh, just – Back to the, the full surface, is there a level where it's like, yeah, we, we get it, or it's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, try to see it from our perspective. Uh, I see it both ways because when I'm outside of, outside of uniform, I deal with the same things that, I mean, I'm black. I'm black as can be, blackity black, black. So I deal with the same exact things. And me personally, and this is going to sound weird, I don't like police. And I am a police <laughs> officer. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's there's a lot of us that, that yeah, that like, threw me off. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't. Well, uh, okay. Like I've been pulled. I'm, the reason why I say that, and let me just go more in depth. Please do. I have been pulled over one time before I was a police officer, and my experience with that one police officer caused me to just. He humiliated me. He made me feel like I was somewhere that I wasn't supposed to be. Mm. And that made me be like even more 
like, man, I need to get in this so I can change that. That's good. Like, oh. That's good. Since I've been a police officer, the day that I graduated from the academy, I was pulled over. <laughs> and I've been pulled I've been pulled over five or six, seven times in my uniform. Saying, Why are you in the, why are you over here? I'm going home. You're not supposed to be here. Well, whichever whichever way am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to go? So I get treated the same the same way. I don't know if y'all y'all saw that that uh, that sergeant in the military. He's in his uniform getting yeah based. yeah at the gas station at the gas oh, station. Yes, I did see complying that. I did see and that. asking That's questions. Wild. That to me, I felt that because you're gonna treat somebody a certain way when they're in the same uniform that you're in. But because I'm black, I'm not supposed to be where you are because wow. I'm educated on what it is that you can and can't do to me. You don't like that. You don't feel like I'm supposed to be in your shoes or be in um, in your presence mm. or be able to become a sergeant or be able to be in SWAT or be able to be in these different these different things. So you've made the police department essentially like a mission field. Yeah, indeed. I love that. That's I crazy. love that. On a, on a spiritual level, we get into into that and that into that too later on. Indeed. I mean, that's what's needed. And that will change a lot for the community if there is more interaction and more talking and more understanding. Because a lot of these people that are police officers, they've never spoken to black men. They've never <laughs> spoken to a young black man that is in survival mode. They don't understand that. They don't get that. Dom DeMarco. Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm real big on... Um, Policing in communities you're familiar with, or at least have a level of familiarity with, because it's like if you're stepping into some place that doesn't feel like home, it'll always feel like a job, yeah. and never like, hey, I'm actually protecting my community. Yeah. I'm actually here for my people. But when it becomes those people and them, it you get treated like a those people and a them yeah. rather than us. Yeah, so I, I I can't speak for Dallas. I don't know. <laughs> He's like I'm a GP. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, and I mean yeah. that sincerely yeah. because I would throw a wrench in that. And one to answer your question, do I understand? You know, being black all my life, yes, I do understand, and I've had negative interactions with police officers for sure. Um, I, I understand, but that's that's that that's that piece of responsibility. You know, I came into the job with an idea of I am responsible for all that comes with this title of being a police officer, right? right? So, like, I think the Lord has called us to steward whatever we're in. If I'm, a, I'm, if I'm in this black skin, I am, I am responsible to steward this well. I can be proud of that. If I'm, if I'm a, in this black skin that happens to be a police officer and a believer and a father and a husband, Dang. then I better steward that well. Hey, so you better. Black, why are you not pushing so, buttons? Why are you not pushing spin, buttons, brother? I'm, spin, but I'm saying for, spin, spin. for what you're saying. Do you understand? Yeah, I, I understand. But Spitting. at the same time, it's, it's my job to to steward what I have. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I would say for like just to kind of touch on what you were saying. Hey, being a big proponent of uh, you know policing in the communities that you uh, live in is that what you said? Familiar with. Familiar. Yeah. Because like, it's, it's, it's one thing. Because like, obviously, like that's the ideal aspect. Of course. It's like, hey, I grew I'll, up here. That's what I was just about to it's, say. It's more so familiar with. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, do you, you know, the, know people? the people? Yeah, yeah. Of course, right. of course. That's what I would say. So that's why I can't speak for uh, for Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
our numbers are in such a way, like who's on the force are in such a way that um, no one wants to be a police officer right now. And so um, we have to now play, okay, what is priority right now? We know that life and the, the sanctity of life and making sure that we can be as preventative as possible is a priority. Now, how can we, you know, usher in this community policing aspect in which we can start garnering and gaining the trust of these community members? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's put on a back burner. Uh, And I'm not saying that's fortunate or unfortunate. I think that's just part of the beast, you know, of, of being an understaffed, Entity in the society. Okay, so I have to I have to put it out there because I know every person has this question. It's tough hearing there's an understaffing when I'm getting pulled over while I'm driving Lyft <laughs> and then four niggas show up behind me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Thought y'all had thought y'all had to do something." I'm like, "Yo, like, why thought is it four to, people? Thought y'all had to do something. backing up the backup, the backup, the backup." I'm like, "Yo, I'm literally funny." That's, Look, it happens man, every time. Bro, when you say, get pulled over, you get back up for the backup, yeah. the backup, the backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, y'all need to back up. Yeah. Like I said, I can't speak. I can't speak for Dallas. I don't know where you getting pulled over for. You said that. You be uh, setting our, yourself up. You be this, throwing self oops. Who, me? No, or, Mitchell. Mitchell. With yeah. the buttons, you can't hear it. You don't have Stop headphones. Throat, it's fine. No, I, like I said, I can't speak for Dallas, but I know, I know for, and I'm not. That's no shade. That's no shade because I don't know how y'all run. I know for our supervisors and, and our sergeant staff. Hey, we all. Our our motto is, hey, you on the clock, do something. You here to do. You here to work. You're not here to socialize. You're not. You know, if if you got to, you know, work a night shift. If if you got some time, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. side by side, chop it up, see how the fam's doing. You know, and keep it pushing. But you're here to work, right? And so, but sometimes that's a necessity. And, I, and I'll tell you why, Mitch. I'll tell you why sometimes it's a necessity. If it's just you in the car, right? Let's say you got pulled over. I pulled you over on, on a service road, okay? Let's say the service road speed limit is about 55 miles per hour, so I know that average person is going to go about 60, 65, right? It's dark out, okay? Uh, drunk people like lights. I don't know if y'all like that. know that. They like lights, okay? So they're attracted to the lights and, and, and things like that. Most, most accidents involving uh, drunk persons is squad cars and in uh, regular civilian vehicles. It's not civilian, civilian. Ah. It's squad cars because they are attracted to lights. That's very okay. interesting. So I'm going to have myself, I'm calling for, 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 for seven, have a back, so we can at least have a buffer between if somebody hits us, then they're going to hit that car, and now we, we, now we alert. Okay, uh-huh. you know, we're about to get hit. We can move. It'll give us enough time, a buffer between the contact I made up there and the crash that happened behind me. Prime example, 30. I hate 30. With a passion, I hate I thirty with a passion. Uh, apparently, both of y'all do with, uh, with a complete passion. Wow! I've been out there for a stranded vehicle, Mitch. the The worst sound you hear is behind you, bro. Yeah. It's the worst sound you can hear, bro. I'm telling you. I, I hey, let me get a seven. Hey, is, it, is fire available? Hey, let me get. The whole thing down, indeed. Right. So sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a it's a matter of safety. Uh, and then sometimes I go lie. I've definitely, <laughs> I'm gonna admit it. I definitely pulled up behind another officer and was like, "Man, I ain't got nothing to do. Ain't nobody calling me. My right. sector cool. Yeah. Just gonna check out, see how everybody doing." And it's not personal. I don't know the car. I don't even know. I don't even know the story. I don't know yeah. why you stopped them. Why you pull them over? Yeah. I, my job is on the to, clock. And I'm on the clock, and this sure. is something to do. 
Yeah, Indeed. Right now, this is something to do. I can really, that's, that makes sense. Because at the end of the night, we have to turn an activity and show on what we did. Facts. Uh-huh. And if you don't have anything on your activity sheet that shows that you did something, then you're still in money, basically. Yeah. You know, you just come to work, and they're paying you. Playing Fruit Ninja. Yeah. Playing uh, Fruit Ninja. Yeah. Dang. You know, so I didn't know that was still a thing. And, and, and even whenever even we, we pull... <laughs> Whenever we pull cars over or, um, you know, whether it's on the highway or whether it's, uh, I try not to pull anybody on, over on the highway because it's just, it's too fast. Mm-hmm. 75 is, I mean, it's a monster. Like, uh, we had an officer a couple months back, probably six months back, he pat, he, he died because a drunk driver hit him. Man. On the side of the road? No, he was working an accident. Oh. And the car came and just. Attracted to lights. Hit him. Attracted the lights. Hit him. And then the dude was laughing about it, like, because he was just so drunk. So, you know, you, I felt bad for him and his family because he's just out there trying to do his job. And, you know, the guy hit the car and he, he passed. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's strategic in how the car is even set up. You know, some guys, if, you know, you got four guys, there may not be a lot that's going on. And it, it's, in our eyes, it's not bad to go check on, check right. up on go somebody. Go check on your, yeah. That's a wild statistic. You said it's not civilian, civilian. It's typical. That's wild. For drunks. For yeah. drunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Texas, by the way, I know y'all, Uh-oh. people who, who live in Texas, y'all love the home state. I, hey, I, since I've been down here, I, I love Texas. As far as the driving statistics is concerned, it's the highest in the, yeah. in the country yeah, for, for fatal, fatal accidents. Wow. Okay. Well, now, and that's not that. like a, well, there's more cars on the road. Actually, there's not, per, proportionally, there's not more cars on the road compared Indeed. to other states. So it's not that y'all. Mm. I don't know if it's y'all y'all like to get lit all the time, or I don't know what it is, but yeah, fa- fatality accident. I could either confirm or deny such statements. <laughs> as you, and, 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 as you, as you said, right. as you partake, right. indeed, indeed, and too, too like uh, y'all gotta y'all gotta take it in the perspective of uh, traffic stops are one of the most dangerous things. The most. Hmm. The, the most. most. Can you can you explain why? Yeah, I gotta hear that. Can you explain why? Travis stops happen so often for me. Exactly. That's the yeah. why it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So ah. my job is to be <laughs> okay because of the, ahead, the amount ahead. of times you, you was on something. We we're trying we're trying to go home. Okay. At the end of the night, guys. In each video or most videos that you see on social media, what is it? What is it dealt with? Travis stops. Absolutely. So imagine, I want you to get the perspective from a police officer. Imagine, imagine it's dark outside like it is right now. You got your lights on. You're trying to do the best that you can to blind the person that is in the spot. In the spot. You've, you've been pulled over, so you've seen a light hit your window, blah, blah, blah. So you're trying to walk, walk up, and a dude got a shotgun like this. Because he's not going back to jail. So He think you pulled him over for his warrants. You just pulled him over because he made a wide right turn. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that. So we walking up. We walking up, and then boom, head getting blown off. So what do you think the next officer is thinking? Dang, this could be the one. I hope, I hope this Man. isn't the one that, that, that is going to be the one that's going to take me out. Or yes. am I going to get shot? We just pulling you over for, hey, man, you blew that, that light back there. You know, I may not. We have officer discretion each time that we pull you over to give you a ticket or to not. If you got warrants, that's a different story. So, so hearing that. From the perspective of somebody who walks in with a mindset of empathy, mm-hmm. I can feel that. Mm-hmm. Now, if that is the common mindset of an officer, 
But on the other end, that officer lacks empathy or does not yeah. even Amen. know the community. Amen. Then it's literally it's every time you pull somebody, it's, up, it's like, problem. yo. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we gotta. So that's that's the reality. Is that the traffic stops are the most dangerous thing we do because you don't know what you're walking up to. There's no okay. Call we still have to walk up to the vehicle, yeah. right? In wild cars passing us by, you know, whether we do a passenger side approach, it don't matter, you know. Yeah. Uh, with with that in mind, it's almost as if you know you've been in camp, you've been in camp. We start with a closed fist and we we lighten up. We okay. lighten up for sure, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. Reason why is because we need to fill out what's going on. Okay, yeah. I walk up to the car. I'm on. I'm on ten. Okay, I, I say my name. Reason why I stopped you. Get a vibe. Of, okay, what's going on? Okay, <laughs> reading body language. Then I start lighting up. Next thing I know, I'm talking about. All right, so we we on for dinner, you know, you and your family, you know. So so it man, it depends, man. So for sure, for sure. And I do appreciate, uh, especially the time I got pulled over in uh, in Oklahoma. Yeah, I got you, bro. Fam, like what I tell. There's okay. a right way and a wrong way to do. So it. Yeah. so first of all, I get pulled over by the DEA. I'm like, fam, and oh, yeah. he pulls that's, me over. That's not the regular cops. <laughs> They don't call My man had an orange suit. I'm like, hey. bro, you had badges I ain't never seen. You don't want the DEA, my boy. Yeah. Confirm. It was, <laughs> it was, a, it was. I'm like, fam. and so he pulls me over, and then like, I, so I see him, and then he speak. I literally pass him. After I pass him, he then follows me, and so he's trailing behind me. And after he's trailing behind me, I'm like, okay, he's kind of tailgating your boy. Let me uh, go ahead and just move over. And so I move over. Into between like two, 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 eighteen Willis, so he can get by. After I do that, he pulls up beside me, looks at me, and then hits the lights. And I'm like, that can't be for me. And so he gets me, then is like, hey, step out the car. Oh. And I'm like, uh, you want me to step out the side of the car where there's traffic? He said, get out the car. I'm like, fam, like, I, and he was on the passenger side. Yeah, right? and I'm, I'm like, he's on the passenger side, telling me to get outside of the car on the op. I'm like, I've never heard an officer say this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm like, so I was like, you want me to do? He's like, quit asking questions, get out. I got it all on video, and I'm like, okay. I get out the car. He then tells me step back, and starts talking to the person in passenger side. I, I says, officer, um, I'm the one who was the violator according to you. So why are you talking? And he, he literally pulls up, get back, get back. I'm like, you, what did I do? Why for how come I got to get all the smoke? And so literally he, he then goes and tells me that, uh, I was clear to go, things like that. And I, I really just think that he was just fishing for drugs. Cause I'm like, he did. He's not even an officer. Like I was like, I was like, yeah, there's a couple things wrong with that. So yeah. one, I need to know if he was actual DEA or was he a DEA task force? You know, was Might he a task force? So task force meaning like he's actual an, um, a city employee and he's just working with the DEA on a special task force, okay. right? Because he okay. has no jurisdiction as a federal employee to pull over uh, a civilian in a certain municipality. You right? feel me? So he, he so he might have been task force where he's been given those and granted those powers to to run traffic. Ty, I just want to affirm you because you sound really official right now. Oh, bro, municipality. Ty, Ty, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, talk, bro. My age. was like, okay. My man graduated from yeah. the academy yeah. with honors. Next time I sir, get, yes, sir. Next time you I get me? pulled over, I'm going to be like, what's your municipality, nigga? Nah, hey, nah. I'm, I'm, nah, bro. Next time I get pulled over, I'm like, hey, call time. Call time. I heard nah, the nah, word. Call time. I don't know what it means, but I need to know if you got it. Bro, I'm, I'm pulling rank. When I'm in Dallas and getting pulled over, but, hey, nah, nah, call Caleb. Call Caleb, nah, bro. I've been Grand Prix, nah, bro. Call Tolerance, bro. Caleb you know? about yay high. He showed about this big. He light skin. You know, I pull it right. He got municipality here, nigga. Municipality. Indeed. You got any questions you want to ask, Trey? Nah, I'm, I'm loving this, man. I think this is good because, you know, I work in. You know, I, I kind of like Mitch. I work in nonprofit, and so the biggest things. <clears throat> that I see with even people who come into the nonprofit space is they forget that the work you do is pointless without the people you serve. And so if you're not serving people the way they need to be served, what are you doing? And what are you talking about? Exactly. And so it's like, even with cops, man, I, I love to hear what you guys are saying because when you come into these communities, and I would even say, Mitch, what you said earlier about, you know, serving um, in communities you're from, that is ideal. But I think when you come into a, a job that requires you as a public servant to just be at the the will, beck and call of people, is you a part of a part of your job is actually getting to know the community. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to be where I'm from to love me. You know what I'm saying? Like to know somebody is to love them, and you cannot serve somebody you don't know and love. And so, like that is the basis of. So many things and so many problems, I think, is that we get cops. And understandably, right, because to, to your point about the story with, you know, coming up to a car you don't know, all it takes is one bullet. All it takes is one wrong person. And so, like, I get that. That makes sense that you would have to approach it with that level of scrutiny. <clears throat> but I also think that, like, the other part of that is it's what you signed up for. Amen. Right, right. And, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying, like, you should be okay with not going home. Ideally, yeah, I want y'all to make it home. But I think sometimes the thought of making it home is put over the people you serve. And I think that's where it gets a, it gets to be an issue, right? If I'm serving somebody, how can I then say my needs are more important than yours, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of like, like what you guys said, kind of adjusting the presence and the feel and the vibe of a situation when you arrive on set, right? Because if you come in on 10 and the situation's already on 10, yes, it's yep. it's only one place you can go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like de-escalation, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I love hearing this because I think the other side of it is I remember again in 2020 and all the, it was so much. Like it was like from like end of May to probably all the way through the end of July, you couldn't get on social media without seeing something. Nice. And, I think what what's tough is is when people become they, they we got so used to seeing it, and so there became this lack of empathy on either side. Mm-hmm. It, it, it turned into let's fix a problem together to each side saying no, I'm gonna do what's best for me. Right. Apathy, yeah. And it's like, well, what are we accomplishing? And so I think part of it is like you guys again have to come in with the mindset of hey. I'm serving these people. And I think for us, and even for me, because I've been pulled over, I've been pulled over, pulled over in GP. Literally, I was uh, dropping my homegirl at Brilliant off. We just went to the movies. And she was, um, she worked for Young Life at the time in uh, Arlington. 
and she was staying with uh, one of the Young Life donors. And they lived in a gated community um, off of a 360. <clears throat> and I was driving her. I, was, I got off 360 and turned off the service road onto the street. And I saw the cop pull out behind me. We're driving for three miles. Stopping at red lights, stopping at stop signs. He followed me for about 10 minutes. As soon as I flipped my turn signal, he pulls me over. And he's like, hey, let me get your ID, all that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, cool. And I thought it was weird because I'm like, all right, bro, if he's going to pull me over, what's different now than 15 minutes ago, right? And so, you know, he, gives, he, uh, he takes my ID and he, uh, he runs it. He comes back. He says, hey, can you step outside the car? I said, okay, cool. I get outside the car, man. It's eight cops. And I get it, right? You, you want backup. As soon as I got out, my heart dropped. Of course. And I'm like, what's, like, my first was like, bro, what's going on? And he was like, oh, well, you know, we noticed that you got pulled over and you got a, a, a traffic ticket um, two weeks ago that you haven't paid yet. I was like, well, yeah, it's, it's been like two weeks, bro. Like, it, I don't even know if you can, like, I don't know how, how the system works, but I'm like, yeah, like. 20, 21 days. Yeah, that only makes. Wait, wait. I, I was like, I, I was like, you know, what, what, what? Like, I, I literally said, like, okay, why'd you have to put me out the car to say that? Well, you know, we didn't really want to. We didn't know who that was in the in the car, and we didn't want you to, you know, be embarrassed. I said, bro, about a, a speeding ticket. And so it's just like for me, I I really do challenge myself as much as possible. But when stuff like that happens. I get why I see other people saying F the police and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, of because course, of course. because my experience, you know, is 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 minimal compared to some of these kids in like South Dallas who it's not even cops, bro. It's white people. I literally I know kids at Madison who are like, I don't I don't think white people can be good. And it's like that's tough. But it's like I can't invalidate the experience. So it's like it's our only interaction. It's our only interaction. But at the same time, I know that's not the truth. And so I think, you know, these these types of things, man. I think they are so important is, is because, like, when, when you have more of this, right, more and not just representation, because even if it's white cops, Hispanic cops, Asian cops, just coming and disarming themselves and saying, hey, look, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want this to be the case. But also, here's my perspective. If you understand me and I understand you, then in these situations, we should be more fo- informed on in how we move. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes to having that conversation while you're out there with those people. Yeah. And they yeah. happen often. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they and happen it, often. And it's more more of the um, – whenever I come in contact with somebody, I try and educate. I don't – my first thing isn't, I'm taking you to jail. How is it that I can take you to jail? I don't, I don't approach a situation like that because most people that you come in contact with, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like they have no clue. How does it work? Yeah, how it all works, and yeah. the system is pretty messed up. Yeah, you can be pulled over for yeah. anything. You're, there's yeah. nobody. I'm not even a perfect driver at, at all. <laughs> Indeed, I'll think But if you look at the right. if you look at the traffic code, you can be pulled over oh, yeah, for you, just yeah, about, about anything. anything. I can pull yeah. you over for a lot of stuff. A lot of, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can find a reason. Yeah. I can find a reason. Like for instance, in our tra- in our traffic code. You can't honk your horn unless it's for an emergency. Wow. Texas? Yeah. Wow. Hey, that's a reason for me to, for, that's called a reason for contact. There's a million reasons for, 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 for contact. Y'all better stop honking your horn before I call the cops. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, wait a minute. Hey. That's wild. 
And I've literally seen. I've literally, hey, yeah. <laughs> I've literally seen people. We we call them uh, dope chasers. Usually, dope chasers they work backwards. And when I say working backwards, is they have no clue how that they got to finding some drugs on somebody, but they make up the story as they go because they found something. Indeed, indeed. For instance, and this this happened. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna put a timetable on it. This happened a while. I'll say it's a while ago. Guy pulls this guy over. He asked. He asked for cover. His reason for pulling them over said he smelt marijuana. I get to the call, get to the scene, you know, talking to the dude. He's like, inventory the vehicle. He's going for UCW. UCW is unlawful carry of a weapon. Reason for that, he found marijuana in there. I get to the car, and I'm expecting to smell like a whoosh. That's if you're driving and smelling. Yeah, if driving and smelling. And smelling smelling the weed, somebody's passing you. You're in your car with your windows rolled up. And you saying that you smell weed. They got that loud. Snoop, Snoop is in there. <laughs> they right. got that loud. <laughs> Snoop, yeah. Snoop, Wiz, Schoolboy, all they homies. They all in there. He <laughs> said you got hey, currency. You can the see back. the smoke from the. Damn. I'm thinking currency go be in the back seat <laughs> with his feet crossed. My fault, <laughs> dog. And, and three in his hand like this. <laughs> yeah. I get there. I get there and I don't smell nothing. But then he he's he's looking in the in the glove box and he finds like I mean when I say the smallest quantity of. Marijuana, I'm like they call it a teenth. Wow. I learned that. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow. And so this that's what this guy this guy does Dope over chasers. and over and over and over again. Finds it's it creates reasonable cause. It's frustrating to me, right? Because it's frustrating Reason, to me. Reasonable suspicion. Suspicion. That's okay. Reasonable, reasonable suspicion. <laughs> All right, like, yeah. Hey, you you the yeah. municipal <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I got you. I got you. Speaking municipatilively. It bothers me because my mindset is, is that almost every person has one or two things. They either have weed on them. Or in their car, or they have a gun, or yeah, on them, or in their car. Especially in Texas. Yeah, especially in Texas. Wild, wild with, west, baby. With the laws that, that we have now. And so, mm-hmm. if you go looking for it, you're gonna find. You're it. Yeah, gonna of course, find of course, for sure. For but sure. again, every person doesn't have to go to jail. But I mean, obviously, with that in the in the realm of things, he's not wrong for how. I don't want to say how he's doing his job. According to law. According legally, to, yeah, legally. Legally. According to law. Do, legally, legally. He's doing everything thing right. According when, to law. When I think of, think of the um, systematic racism, mm-hmm. and for anybody that thinks that is not a real thing, is out of their mind. You can come talk to me. Heard it from a source. Look at this. <laughs> I want I to emphasize what Elisha said and tell you to put your foot you know, on their necks when you're talking about de-escalation that's that's key that's important because now i'm a comic book fan i love spider-man this is gonna be the cheesiest thing i say all night i love it. great power comes great responsibility but that's the truth if it came from spider-man or not we as officers we've been given a great power we can literally seize uh custody of your person i can detain you i can restrict your movement because I have probable cause to do so. Yeah. Okay. And so that's a that's great power. Thanks. I can look at somebody that I've never met before and say, and they ask me, "Am I free to go?" No, no. you're not free to go. You sit right that's there. wild. You sit down and stay there. That's wild. Until I get done with my investigation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's great power. 
Facts. Yeah. Okay? And if we need to, as officers, we need to treat that power with a certain level of responsibility. Right. Knowing that you have that power, don't not only don't abuse it, don't get lazy. Right. Yeah. Don't get lazy with it. You know, I think... That's real. I think uh, that's one thing I... Like you said, like, my mission field, yeah, it is the people I serve, but it's also the people I work with. It's that's my mission field huge. Too. Because... My my goal is to get somebody to realize, like, yo, what if that was your mom or your brother or your cousin or your dad? You know, how would you treat them? Even if they're in the wrong. Right? Like, even if they need to go to jail. There's I come in contact with people all the time, like, yeah, you need to go to jail. Like, the concept of grace. Yeah. But I'm. But here's the thing, though. Nah, fam, here's you don't a, need to go home tonight. I don't, but here's I don't the think thing, you though. should go here's, home. Here's the thing that people have a hard time understanding. I am loving you and dignifying you by taking you to jail. Interesting. Justice. I am ser- I am serving you, the offender. It's interesting. Here, here, I've had people thank me after I arrested them. I've had people on the way to jail have full-fledged conversations about the Lord, full-fledged conversations about their lives. Man, you know what? If you didn't take me to jail, I probably would have harmed myself or done this or done that. Now, I'm not saying that's every single person I take to jail, but... But because I, of your mindset and how you conduct yourselves right. and how you treat people. Of course, people. of course. And I think that's that's something that I wanna I wanna say, I would say Dallas does too. Dallas and Grand Prairie both. There there's programs set up so that we can continue to foster that mindset in all of our officers. Because yeah. this is this community policing is new. It's sorta new. Yeah. You have officers uh in my department as well. Uh, all around the country who, you know, community policing and, and, and how they need to uh, de-escalate the situation, that's uh-huh. a, a very new concept. Wow. In it, would, you, would you almost say it's contradictory to how you were trained? Not how I was trained, how they were trained. Mm. Institutionally, they. It's, that's a good question. I think it's going to take some 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 of some of us young people get into supervisory roles. Yeah, but that happens with time. Facts, that's right? true. Because we don't have the seniority. That's true. Yeah, so it's it's coming around the corner, and of course, to this, it can't come quick enough. But people were literally not officers around the country were re- literally not taught how to dis de-escalate. That that wasn't a part of their no training uh, uh, yeah. academy training. Yeah, they, they were nine times out of ten taught. Usually to, okay, you called me for a problem. I'm supposed to solve. I'm a problem solver, right? Problem solver, interesting. Like escalation. That's yeah. interesting. So let me let me. Well, we ha- oh. My bad. I'm a I'm a I'm about to put my foot on the gas just a little bit. So we got oh. we no because no, this this is gonna lead into it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So 2020 was wild. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of self realization in both. I, I, I would say in the community for for a while. And one thing that prevailed um, out of 2020 was the term defund the police. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel when y'all hear that? People are literally saying like, hey, we need to take money away. Police our own communities. From, you know, the police department. How do y'all feel when y'all hear that defund the police? Well, before we get that going, you've already started it. Hey, you know me. I bring the smoke. <laughs> Y'all hear the song. Y'all know what time it is. They don't. They don't. It's hear the time song. for the smoke session. 
the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, they don't. We're talking to thousands of people. It's thousands. actually it's hundreds. Thousands. We try to get our numbers up. I ain't, I ain't checked the views in a minute, but I didn't know we had hit that. Indeed. We good. We good. Hey, so this is the smoke session. This is when a live studio audience has a chance to speak. Give their questions, concerns, comments, and the smoke. But just know we keep a gas mask. We want all the smoke. So let's start off with that, though. How do y'all feel when you? How do y'all feel when y'all hear defund the police? Talk to me. Oh wait, we can't pause it. But what? What? Huh? I need to. Huh? (laughs) You got to bring back the camera. Okay. Well, we can get somebody to sit here, can't we? What about if we just add cap- Mitchell? What if we what if we just add captions? What I'm saying is like, yeah. If say something real quick, wave. Say something real quick. Yeah, bro. We can just add captions. We can hear them. We just we'll just add captions. Yeah, we can hear them. You earn your yeah, money. The audience, go. the audience is live. When you edit it, you, you you got time. Just carve out a couple hours when you're editing. Okay, but I mean, uh, we we can have a smoke session chair if we want. Let's right, just well, uh, let's just sit, sit this hole right. Sit, get, get that one right there. Sit the hole right there. <laughs> Bring that hole over here and let me know how it looks on there. So that hole right there. Yeah, he is from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. That one's yeah. I need a lower chair. It's the brown one. Hey, but Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. No, no, no. Hey, no, no. Sway, sway. Bring, bring that brown chair because it's low. Mitch, Mitch. Bring the brown chair. Let's okay. check it out first. Let's yeah. see how it looks. Indeed. Let's see how it looks. Let me know how it looks. Um, Excuse me, street hymns. Oh, yes. there it is. What if we just like just for now? Because I think it may be better if we just use captions until we get a second angle for them. Because he's gonna be blocked. She's gonna be blocking you essentially. Nah, it depends on. That's what I'm trying to say. It depends on the angle. Tell me how it looks. Could you sit there, Trey? No. That's what. So that's what I'm saying, bro. If, Could you if, sit there right quick? Wait, uh, okay. uh, West Wave, whoever. It is. I'm gonna just drink until it doesn't matter anymore. I got you. Give me. Hey, Sway. Sway. Give me the Duce, please. The Duce. Over by who? Over by here. Okay, bet. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Raffle, go ahead. Give me your cup, Caleb. Please, sir. Here you go. We're doing a three minute break and introducing Smoke Smashing. Hey, I like this, Do y'all want to get the cigars in the Yeah, of course we're hitting the cigars. Go ahead and get the work done first. Yeah. You try to celebrate. You done. St- you done studying? So that's a no? No, 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 no. You got to go back. You got to go back. You got to go back. Are you done studying? He hit her with the you done Because you know what it is. Is Regina watching this? I can make her watch it. Tell us it was good. Um, but so did you, you're not done studying. Uh-huh. So the answer to my question would be Is the truth 50-50 time? The truth not 50-50 Yeah, do say it's dope Huh? When we're not recording, I'll answer the question No Can you put that back where Caleb had his cup? Let me get some of that, bro. Oh, yeah. That's Duce, bro. It's Duce, yeah. 
Brother, just go ahead. You officer of the law, officer of the law, officer of the law. When was the last time you hooped, huh? Do you still hoop? I still hoop. Um, it's different. It's different. I've gained a lot of weight, bro. It's cool. I just need you to get down there and muscle. Yeah, I gained a lot of weight, so it's different, bro. If you, if you, I just need you to different. man them boards. I can definitely do it, bro. No, I live in Waxahachie. Okay, that's not too far. You just hop on 287. So you just hop on 287 when you go. Yeah, you just hop on 287. Yeah, you be straight. Hop on 287, big dog. It's directly south of Dallas. Directly south. One, I already got one recorded, done. I'm what? trying to get you on on on, the, on, the, on my YouTube channel, bro. But you got a YouTube channel? Stop playing with me, bro. That's sad. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bro, let me know the date. I pull up. Let me know the date. Let's talk about the Lord, bro. Yeah, man. Theology. Uh, I ain't got the money. My man Ty be getting deep with it. My man, I ain't got the money, bro. <laughs> money for what? If, uh, you know what? You know what? There's a couple episodes, though, that I do want to spend some money on. My wife is giving me a little budget. So I'm like, yeah, I'm down. Four others, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We just want to do what? All right, hey, let's 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 uh, let's 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 recalibrate. Let's recalibrate. Who's asking the first question? Huh? Huh? For sure, but we want we want at least have my queued up. You don't need help. Okay. Sweet, if you don't. Hey, who wants the first question? Okay, Ben, go ahead. Get sit there, and when they get done talking about the defund. Your comments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Questions, comments, concerns. Or oh, the smoke. You can have, 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 have a lot of disagreements, Mitch, but have, I suggest you look at these brothers. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what it is. Hey, ask me a question so I can specify. For sure. All right. Yeah, all right. So ask my queued up. Yeah, just ask my queued up just so you can be quick. All right, let's get, let's get, let's get. 20. I hate it. Don't 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 engage him with it. Seven, six, five, three, two, one. My bad. Okay, yeah. So edit it out. When we talk about defund the police, what's y'all's perspective on that? Uh, if you defund the police, then how are they supposed to become better? Huh? It's also not a workable solution to our problem. It's totally, uh, one, it's irresponsible. Uh, and I'm not saying that in a way to 
offend, even though it might, but it's irresponsible. Oh, it's going to offend. That's okay. We're here to offend. <laughs> That's okay. And then two, um, what's your working – What if, if there's a working program out there in the atmosphere of societies in the, in the United States, if there's a working program um, – I'm pretty sure it would have caught on by now because of the, um, the amount of, uh, how can I say it? Just the age that we live in would not allow a successful workable program for people to police themselves in America. That will not be under wraps. That is not something that you, know, you can say the powers to be. That's something that cannot be controlled. That will spread like wildfire. Huh. So, if you can come up with a workable solution, I mean, I I would agree. But I so I guess when you hear when you say that, right? And so, what would be? What do you think as a cop and as a black man? What do you think are some solutions? Uh, because I, I I agree. I don't think you need to defund the police. Because to your point, who is going to keep the public you know safe and all that kind of the common being theoretically? But isn't, the, but isn't isn't the concept of defund the police? All right, bet. This is my money, seeing where my money's going based on what I'm experiencing and also what I'm seeing on mm-hmm. social media. Uh-huh. Why are my dollars going mm-hmm. to something I literally don't support? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's fine. But here, but the, the, that's, that, the question still is, what are you going to put in place of it? Yeah, Because something has to go in place. Something it can't, has it can't to. Be, it can't be left yeah. alone. The thing is, ignorance yeah. is bliss. Yeah. That's, that's the deal. Ignorance is bliss. When you, I would love for every last person to go on a ride along with me and un a a not only like a waiver one but one of the there's some ride alongs where it's like permission granted by city council because i'm gonna allow you to come into the situations that i am in and and like the real the real right not not the whole like because when they do ride alongs people got to sign a waiver hey if Something happens, you're not, you know, city's not liable, nor is this officer liable. There are certain um, granted rights to certain and certain privileges to certain people when they do ride alongs that can be granted by city council or if you have a, a mayor of a whatever city. I want you to come on that type of ride along so right. you can see, okay, how would you do with this? That's an interesting response because it's like, it's like, hey, experience what I experience before you try to defund us. And so, my question then would be, by and large, would you say most officers are willing to do white alongs? You answer that one, bro. Bang, bang. I can't I can't speak for for everyone. Push up. But I would appreciate it if I would love the opportunity to have somebody come along and ride with me. Push up. Again, I'm big on edu- educating people and letting them letting them know, like, hey, this is what I really go through every single day. This is the the uh, unseen or the unknown things that just as I'm pulling up to it and I'm reading a call sheet and trying to figure out who what's this person story? is, yeah. what this person is, what's going on, how they doing, what they're reacting is, and having pieces to try and figure out a huge problem. Right. The amount of stress that I go go through, and again, you have to take in consideration. We have to take a split second to make a decision. Push up. Yeah. And so, if That's that true. person is there or along with us to um, 
go about this and see what we're going through, it would change the perspective of defunding. Because not only when you say defund, at least when I hear defund, you're taking away my resources. Yeah, maybe I, I need have. to clarify what y'all mean when you say defund. Well, I mean, I've heard, I've heard everything from get rid of police departments to... Now, I will say this. Is anybody in the audience that actually is supportive of defund the police? Yeah. Okay, hey, talk, talk to me. What's up? Speak up, speak up. So, we- so I would say, uh, I would say overall, when you hear about defunding the police, a lot of people are not talking about fully stripping it, stripping back every resource, the particular resources that they have to go into other avenues. He was saying that it's not, there's nothing in place right now, but there are things like mental health calls, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Police officers going to mental health calls is not the best ideal situation sometimes. And I, I have a nephew that is is dealing with a lot of stuff right now, and it's like, so if, we, if he's dealing with some mental health issue and they call the police and they have no, he's a six foot four black man, you know what I'm saying? They have no understanding of what the situation is fully, like you coming in with a different energy where there are people that are trained in mental health that, that know how to handle those situations. Quick scenario. Mental health call, 6'4", 250-pound black man. You get there, he is going through a mental episode, mental crisis. He's carrying a knife in his hand, and he's charging at people. Tell me what a mental health doctor is going to do. Yeah, but see, that's, a, that, that's not how many of the scenarios are exactly like that. There's a lot. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, go ahead. Answer it. Answer it. That's yeah, answer I would it. say one, so one out of every are three. Are those wellness e- checks? Is that what it's called? No, no, that's a little different. Okay. That's one out of every three mental health call. I'm dealing with a combative subject. Yeah. Okay, so one out of every one three. One out of every three. So how many, how many mental health calls would you say? Would you In say? a shift? Yeah. Me. Only me. I'm going to take about. Four to five, which might double considering the fact that a he day? is four yes. to five a day. A shift. A shift. A shift. That's a wild. A shift. That's a wild, Imagine, Imagine Jeez. showing up to, the, to that same oh, call. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> imagine showing up to that same call. He's butt naked. <laughs> sweating. He got a knife in his hand. And he. the call says that he's charging after people. He's running after people. Hmm. Us being educated and thinking, what does he probably own? Without me even telling you, what, what do you think? PCP. Exactly. Right. So then our, our mindset, even though that he, he might be um, mental, a mental illness patient or someone, you still have to take the stance of how are you going to protect the people around him? Because right. if he's running and charging that to somebody with a knife, we have reasons. Do to I just let him stab so the person? So are those situations not specified in calls? Oh yeah, they, the calls will literally say the yeah the calls will literally say naked man with a naked man with a knife running at uh, customers. So so you have a situation where it's talking about this situation in the context of violence, and yes, of course, a police officer, which is one third from their perspective. Which is one third, right? But there are the there are a lot of cases as well where it's just someone going through some stuff and it's not that violent. So how do you deal with how do you send the same people with that same mentality? Because you're saying one out of I'm going I, I'm going into one out of three situations thinking this could be combative. I'm not going out of every last one of them thinking they're combative. Okay. So, I mean, yes, there's times where I run into mental health patients and it's like, 
hey, man, I would love to get you some help. Let's go to JPS or let's go to Dallas Parkland and do that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And I'm gone. I'm playing jazz music on the way we there. He's calm and he's chill, taking him up, boom, boom, boom. That's, that's about two out of three times. Yeah. yeah, of course. But things are so – things can happen so quickly. Yeah. Okay? I think – Go ahead. No, no, no. Go keep going. Keep going. Keep Things going. can happen so quickly, mental, especially with mental health, because now we're sometimes there are certain. Um, I don't want to get too technical here, but there are certain narcotics that induce mental um, episodes. You know what I'm saying? So they might already have a history of uh, mental health issues, and because they um, smoke some some cocaine, it induced to a, a severe spectrum. Something that they, they, you know, whatever. So when you get blood blood work back from the officer, it's like, hey, you know that guy was on heroin, right? Like he was going through a, a trip. Yeah, he also suffers from this, but it was a, it was a narcotic-induced episode. You know, it wasn't just an episode of, you know, just a, just a natural one, and if I, that makes sense. And I think even with defund the police, I think I, there, because there are some police departments who are quite literally, they quite literally mirror like a militarized kind of state. Like, and I think that's, that's what I see when I say like defund, like there's no reason why tax dollars should be going to pay for police tanks. Police tanks. Yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah, bro. Got tanks? Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, he said, we ain't got those. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when I look Dang. at some of these police departments, Dang. like New York, Dang. Minneapolis, it's like tax dollars going to that is mm. wild. That's wild. But I think that one of my main issues, and so like in that case, they need to be defunded. They need to some need. They need to take some away. Something they take some away. I'm leaving here with something. They got they got to take some away, big dog. Like you know what I'm saying. Give me let's 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 see what we can get for a couple uh, tank trade ins or something, big dog. But indeed, we got a we got one person at the on the hot seat. Talk to me. You know what I'm saying. We we try to move. Um, I do have one. Is there a police department in the country that acts as like the creme de la creme of police departments? Like we should strive to be like these people hmm. or this department? There's a few. Say it again. I think LAD, LAPD. Everybody always talks about like that's the tactically, tactically, that's tactically the speaking. Yeah, indeed. So indeed. when we say tactically, we mean like in the way they operate. Um, their weapon systems and the way that they conduct traffic stops, just tactically, how to, how to, yeah. like I, when I said center fed room, that door is in the center of the, of the room. Right. Does that make sense? There's doors that are corner fed, meaning that they're in the corner. So like mm-hmm. LAPD has set some, some standards of tactics and how, because of the amount of situations they've been in, they've right. kind of had to learn as they go. Yeah. Officers have gotten killed. So they, you know, just educate and continue to educate. It's always, you know, evolving. You know, police work. So, do they have a different curriculum or what? Uh, they're the they're like um, innovators because, like I said, L.A. is a unique city in 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 the gang culture and uh, mental health indeed. culture and homeless population. So, they deal with a lot of things in L.A. So, it's not that they have a different curriculum; they're introduced to more. Uh, things in other cities are introduced, like Grand Prairie. Like we we have a gang culture, but it's not as strong as yeah. L.A. L.A. Right? So. You know, when we get, you know, our, we don't have gang members coming around with 
full automatic weapons, you know, yeah. not like LA. So they, you know, so tactics are different in LA. Grand Prairie, our here. gang members are living in the suburbs with two story houses. That's not true, bro. I, you, man, I don't know how long you've been out of Grand no, Prairie. I'm, bro. I'm just saying, I'm, 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 I live in case like, like, like Tay K, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> He's from Timberview, bro. They full out. It's crazy because, like, when I went to Timberview, uh, what started out as, like, literally just clicks. Yeah. Came to be what are considered now organized gangs because by the police, I'm like, wait, in Grand Prairie, in Grand Prairie, yeah, it's a tag too. Some of that's the title, some of that's just publicity, you know. And and Dallas is is considered one of the top in the nation, tactically, yeah, tactically, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So we're up there, we're considered it's LAPD, Dallas, NYPD. We're all considered to be, and the Not thing the that tanks. I'm, that, yeah, we don't have tanks, but yeah. the thing that the thing that that kind of is weird about most situations is is that um, something will happen so far away. Mm-hmm. Dallas, besides um, Botham, unfortunately, that happened. You said Botham? Is it is it Botham? Botham. Botham. Or how? Yeah. Bo- oh, Botham Gene. I heard. Oh, Botham John. I don't know why I, th- I just saw Batman. Uh, so I thought. Unfortunately, God. that situation that situation happened, and I hate that it happened because it shouldn't have happened. For sure. And that is a messed up situation, but I don't think anything on the on, besides that was has been as big. Uh, the Dallas shooter. I say the Dallas. That, the way the yeah. way that Chief handled the Dallas shooting yeah. is sending in that uh, drone robot. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. was tactically that was yeah. not unheard of. It was definitely innovative. Yeah, uh, but I'm saying like as a, far as that's like, an adjective. Yes. I'm saying as far as like how how much heat we get here Facts. for things that happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clear across the country, you don't hear about a lot of Dallas officers doing anything. When you think of Dallas officers doing something, but you're saying bad. we're considered tactically top, we're the top. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, as far as like community policing wise, there are some creme de la creme police departments. I would say that Kansas City uh, police department. Okay. There's that one guy who was on that TED talk <laughs> and was talking about how he wanted to change the way they go about talking to people and community. It's man, it's a man, it's a white guy. He's he's his his stuff is awesome. I just gotta figure it out. There's that that one kid who. Uh, Man, I forget the police department. That's another one in Missouri. I think it's Jefferson Jefferson uh, Police Department. And they're like influencers, essentially, like social media influencers. No, like but I'm just saying, in the way they do business, like the way they, um, like their community policing policies are just like yeah. top notch because they're experimenting with. Okay, what about we do have a uh, mental health professional ride along with us or be on call so one thing um shout out to my department what one thing that we started is a crisis support team and so the crisis support team y'all probably already had that yeah but to us in our little community we didn't have one so we realized you know what maybe this might help so we have a on-call um professional uh mental health uh personnel um this young lady is not a uh, a sworn in officer, but she is on call. She will come out to a call, wow. and if if we call for her because the scene is safe, and she would conduct whatever she needs to conduct. She would, sometimes we have barricaded persons, and she will give us advice on, hey, this is what he suffers from. Let's try using these taxes. She talks to our Christ, our negotiators, uh, and and they try to figure it out that way, right? So that was because other police departments have to answer your questions have experimented with certain things. Right. So it's policing is an evolving Hey, you gotta give flowers with that dude, so yeah. you know what I'm saying? On that on that note. Dom DeMonco Shout out to DPD. Is DPD? Is that yeah. what y'all call it? DPD. A DPD? DPD Tactically, one. like it's considered <laughs> like, I mean I mean the acronym. Yeah, DPD. DPD. Because I, I hear NYPD, I'm like, yo, that's more. Marketable. It's DPD. 
like I would I would I would watch an NYPD. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying LAPD. <laughs> DPD is just like to, to piggyback off of, <laughs> to piggyback off of what Ty said, like uh Dallas has um a CIT unit mm-hmm. and they only go to uh crisis intervention calls. It's all they do their entire shift. Wow. And yeah. if we sworn in officers. Yeah, sworn in officers. Yeah. So there's a there's an officer, there's a medic, and there's a there's a um a psychiatrist. And so if I can't de-escalate or calm the person down, and sometimes when you deal with the same people over and over again, they'll ask strictly for the CIT, the CIT right. team. They'll ask for them. And hey, I want to. If I want, I just want to go to the hospital. I just, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Okay. If you don't feel comfortable talking to me about it, mm-hmm. then you can talk to this person here, and they'll be able to give you a more in-depth conversation that that person may be looking for. But that's probably the best way that I've seen it work. Now, nine times out of, I won't say nine times out of ten, but sometimes it's not a good good situation, yeah. and it's not safe for them to come. Yeah, that's the big thing is officer safety and public yeah. safety as well. So, right. like, yeah, it would be nice to have every officer equipped with a medical profession or a psych- psychiatric or one of those professionals. It would be really nice yeah. for that to happen. But if I pull around the corner and someone start laying rounds towards my vehicle um, because they're having a, a breakdown, yeah. then this is not the best place to have a psychiatrist try to talk to try to talk down someone who's actively shooting. You get what I'm saying? No, so it it's it, 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 context. It's context, sure. right? It would be nice, yeah. but that's a huge liability to. Yeah. Yeah. One more question. Have you guys noticed a culture divide between suburban and urban police departments? For example, I have no problem with Dallas PD because they've never done nothing to me. I've done nothing to them. Every time I interact with a DPD officer, it's been sweet. That hasn't been the case for, like, a Mesquite PD, for example. When I got pulled over the first time when I was 16 years old, dude put out a gun on me. I was going 40, I was going 15 to 40, and the case got dismissed. <coughs> and then when I lived in Houston, Texas, um, had no problem with Houston PD. They're all fine. It wasn't until I lived in Sugar Land where I got pulled over four to five times in one week and expecting <laughs> me to get pulled over. Like, I expect to come out with a ticket or something because I'm doing something wrong. But I was it's usually always ended up, like, okay, you're free to go. Why'd I get pulled over? I didn't. I usually I don't talk back to officers. I try to make it home back alive anyway. So, also that and the grace of God, obviously. So, my question is, you know, what is the difference between urban police departments and suburban police departments? Kind of works perfectly. Yeah, I mean, yo, GPPD yeah. is not as soft as y'all trying to make yeah. it out to be. Like, it is. My goodness. The people we, that go the hardest in that area is Pantigo. Pantigo <laughs> is known to go hard. Pantigo, nah. <laughs> we, we, we all, we all work as, as a as a divine like a group. Like there's people there's people that they divine uh, council. <laughs> there's people that that they chase into our in our into our city. We just don't be like, oh, that's theirs. Yeah. There, at that point, it's officer and officer, so we work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that I've heard, and I, I, I don't know, know this, so don't take my word as bond, but I think I've heard that the difference is, is training. Mm-hmm. So yep. we probably have been trained about the same. He's just in a different city. Mm-hmm. But if you go down to, I mean, I don't know, 
a town that has 500 people, they're probably not going to have as much training. I know for for uh, some some departments, you don't even have to go through an academy first. You yeah. just become sworn in, sworn in as a police officer, and then they might send you to a, to a academy. Yeah. So I so I think so. it's different because y'all are understanding the nuance of race in the midst of policing, and so. Like to his question, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, to, to your question, there is a difference. There is a difference. Be, one, because uh, my man's was actually he was hitting on it. Uh, there's not a lot of exposure in those areas to yeah. um, not only different races but different types of calls. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, they're you know they see something so out of the ordinary. Maybe it might be a black man man driving in. In this Sugarland gated community, or it might be uh, a car that is that is run down and it looks like it's it, it might have you know some narcotics in it, right? So um, they're seeing that and their their alert meters high alert. Like I'm here with it. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm about to go in there. I'm I'm for sure about to find something, right? Um, so I, I, it's exposure is one of those things, but. I, I tell you what, if, if that officer pulled over somebody else that he knows and sees, he's going to behave a little a little differently, right? So there is a difference, man, um, culturally. If I don't, if the call load for one shift in, 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 Par- in uh, Sugar Land is they only get about 120 calls for service, but in Houston you got over almost close to a thousand calls for service. You can you can you can imagine the, the type of things that Houston could will we'll see. And Sugarland will see. But does right. it become an issue when, by standard of, I have to look like I'm doing something, so therefore I have to pull somebody over, does it become an issue when people become a number? Yeah. It's not a, there's no quota. Yeah, there's let no me quota. let me dispel that myth. There's no quota. Really? Wait a minute. Because no. black Wait people swear it's a quota. <laughs> Wait a minute. They be like, it's the there end of the no, month. Hey, look, no look. Get quota. that quota in. This, this, Are we sure? I am a... <laughs> Because listen, I, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. This, this is what I'll new. Say. This is new. This is what I'll say. Because I want to. I want to drive real careful. <laughs> <laughs> the, end, the end of the month and the first the end of the month. month. Listen, I, listen. I want to be real specific when I say this. There is no quota. In patrol, the patrol division uh-huh. of most police departments in the United States of America, our job is calls for service, meaning when people call for us, mm-hmm. you know, we go and to do some traffic stops if we see hazardous. Things on the road, right? Like reckless driving, uh-huh. um, someone possibly up to no good. There's cues and there's tails. You know, yeah. it's three o'clock in the morning. I should only be in Grand Prairie. It's three o'clock in the morning on Camp Wisdom in Lake Ridge. There's only it should be only officers and maybe a couple truck drivers out. Mm-hmm. Why do I got a whole entourage of people stunting line in, the, in, the, in on yeah. Camp Wisdom? Mm-hmm. That's suspicious. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's now, fair. Yeah, right, fair. right. That's it's fair. three in the morning. I should be able to get me something to eat by here. You know, I'm, no, I'm being real. I'm being one hundred percent honest. Like it's three, four. Everybody should be asleep, or unless I'm getting called to a disturbance at someone's house. Right now, there are other divisions. <laughs> there are other divisions inside police departments that I wouldn't say they have to meet a quota, but um, their job is to be as active as possible. Now, that, now, traffic division. to the average to the average ear, that's going to sound like, "Yo, y'all are doing this. We're looking like we're being underwhelming when it comes to our numbers. So, because we have to essentially pick up the pace, 
does that not have the same result as a quota? Yeah, but we're not picking up. So I'm saying it's two different divisions. For sure. So there's a patrol division. And then there is a traffic division. Traffic division's only job, they don't answer no call for service. They pull people. Their only job is to pull people over and cite them for whatever hazardous uh, thing that they're doing. Okay? Now, the supervisors might tell them, hey, I know that the statistics tell me that there's people breaking the laws as far as traffic laws. I know that. So if you come come back into the station and we only got one traffic stop for everybody on this division, that means y'all ain't doing nothing. Mm -hmm. That's not a quota. That's just just stating the the reality of the matter is people breaking traffic laws left and right. As an officer, I break traffic laws left and right. Right? Let's be honest. If we're real, y'all break traffic laws left and right. I did three on the way here. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I am a law abiding. I still got 2021 tags on my car. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I hope y'all don't see it. Be- <laughs> because that's the case, though. Trey. But because that's the case. Why, Trey. why are you here? Trey. Yeah. Don't even say it because we're recording. Ryan yeah. Dirty. Your expiration is my theme song. Don't even say it. three years. Don't even say it. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. I actually renewed it. I just don't have the tag on my car. You feel me? I've been pulled over and they're like, We call bro. that uh, prop, uh, improper display of a, a registered tag. Look, I'm learning a lot. That's what he told me. He's like, yeah, that's still not legal. I was like, even though I have it, it's registered. Warning. 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 Hey, talk to me. You got a question? Uh, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. No, one second. One second. We about to flip the camera. All right. You got a question, concern, comment, and smoke. Talk to us. I do. So, uh, you know, it's a black man serving as uh, police officers. I kind of want to know how often do you guys, you know, DPD, GPPD, um, do y'all hear or experience racism from your colleagues? And then, how do you deal with, do you deal with those scenarios? You can't stop the rain. <laughs> You can't stop the rain. You can't stop the rain. I don't know the context, but you can't stop it. Go ahead. We're in America. Let's not get it twisted here. We're in the United States of America. Okay, and that is that is the history of our country is not exempt for police officers. Or police departments shoot the history of police, okay, or the history of police. It is what it is. How did the po- right? how policing how department start? A hundred percent slave catchers. You're a hundred percent correct. That's that. I think that's part of the piece. I'm big on. There's a responsibility to the title that I've I've signed up for. Yeah. I that means that I am responsible and I need to be a steward of 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 this profession. Wants me in slave patrol. Yeah. That's a stewardship <laughs> issue. Now. Yeah. You can you can try to finagle your way out of that however much you want to. It does not erase the history of why yeah. policing in America, America was created. So wow. that people are just trying to soothe over their egos by the, by this point by trying to defend it. Okay, yeah. I, I will say, fam, it it is it is affirming to even hear officers say that, yeah. like. Shout out to y'all because we know the facts, we know the statistics. We we're 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 getting told statistics by everybody on the on the other side of the left or the right or maybe it's, it's, it's always a conversation of that. But to hear, hey, we're not ignorant to this, but because we signed up for this, we are going to be 
a group of individuals that start and change. Yeah, but this, but that type of thinking, Mitch, that type of thinking is not consistent with evangelical Christianity. That there is bang, a corporate responsibility bang, bang, bang. for your forefathers. That is not consistent. That's the smoke. That's the smoke. Evangelical. That's the smoke right there. So boy. if that is not, if that is not, in, if that's not part of the doctrine, not the doctrine, the methodology of how Execution, yeah, of, of how e- uh, evangelicals think, then no wonder it will bleed into other institutions that claim to be right or conservative and claim to be, you know, doing God's work. And you since know, you, you know what I'm saying, and so, since you opened that door, uh huh, I, I just find it. No, you, you were about to say something, yeah, I wanted to answer too. Uh, on top of, on top of that, there are certain things that we do experience, yeah, all the time. But like you said, when you take on that responsibility, for me, I try and make sure that I know because I have to be on top of my game. I have to work harder to stand out and to be able to get this position that somebody may already have their lineup chose. So I have to make sure that I'm doing what it is that I'm, I'm on top of my game. We, we, we're unfamiliar with the term lineup. What's that mean? Huh? Lineup. What's that? Like mean? they already have their person, their people, or or uh, who they for for like positions for, 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 for positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. promotions and stuff. Sergeants and, and okay, and you know, just like uh, investigative teams. Yeah, because we, we you you want to move up. You want because that's how you make a difference. That's how you try and implement certain type of cultures and change the culture of a department is by moving in positions of power. Um. And then just with you being on top of your game and standing in a position of, okay, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to educate my, the people that I work with. Um, that allows you to be able to actually own and take that responsibility that you have and turn it into something that you actually signed up for in the beginning. That's good. I, that's, that's actually really good because I think, one thing that is an unfortunate part of dismantling systems is the component of infiltration. Like, I have to have people inside of something to make change. The unfortunate part about that for y'all <laughs> is y'all got to infiltrate it. And so it's easier for me to be on the outside and say, y'all need to do this, y'all need to do that. But when, you know, Ty, you're going to work every day. Caleb, you're going to work every day. And not only are you dealing with the stress of your job, but then you have this unspoken and sometimes spoken stress and expectation that comes from your community because of how you look. Mm -hmm. It then becomes more or less a full-time thing, right? And, And so I guess one of my questions as we get ready for the next person, like how can we, as as your community, come alongside you as you're seeking to make change for us all. Uh, that, does, that, does that also tie into your question or no? No, but okay. it's a good question. Indeed. So. I, I, to answer, to answer your, your, your question, Trey, to, to, br- to pray for us, to have grace on us whenever y'all come in contact with us. <laughs> yeah. I ain't never uh, played with no police officer. That's crazy. I I mean, time to be convicted, Mitchell. <laughs> if, if you feel bang, if you feel bold, if you feel bold, I mean, if you can physically come up and pray. I don't have a problem with somebody prays for me as long as you know you yeah. don't get 
you know, you're not Buddhist or all that. Don't speak yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. We got to pray to the, to, hey, yeah. pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hey, uh, yeah. The good <laughs> Hebrew God. You're a follower, <laughs> follower of Christ. I serve the God I'm, of I'm totally Abraham, okay Isaac, you, Jacob, and street him. Wes. But, you know, just... Praying is praying is one thing. Uh, whenever you you speak to speak to a police officer, you know you never know half the stuff some of these people are going through with their right. families, with everything. We're all human. Facts. And just me being a human being outside of my uniform, like that's how I try and interact with people. The same way I talk to Mitch and talk to y'all. The same way I talk to people out there. Yeah. Like I I don't that's want anybody to to feel like they are afraid of me. I don't, I don't, I don't like that, that aspect of it. And I don't like the, the pressure that comes with it. Now, certain situations come with that to where, like I said, my stance changes or, where you got to kind of put the, you got to kind of apply the pressure. Right. Well, I mean, I don't just, that's the thing though. Like I I, like when you're already, cause on your end, it's like, Hey, off rip. And it makes sense. Start off on 10. Yeah. And then on my end, I'm like, I don't know you. Yeah. You're interacting with me. Mm-hmm. Although the title is public servant, although the, 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 the mantra is protect and serve. Yeah. Based on my prior experience, my heart beats so fast every time I pass a police officer. Hey, that's I'm like, real. Fam, like, man. Speaking of that speaking for me, of, was it? Speaking even on that, I seen Mitch, I I seen Mitch out in Deep Ellum, and Mitch didn't see me. And I came up behind Mitch. And the face, face that I got, when I grabbed Mitch, grab me, because bro. he seen my <laughs> uniform, his eyes were about, about as big, <laughs> big as this. And you know, when I said earlier, look, I don't, I don't like pol- like police, and you can attest to this with me, Todd. Police are more don't don't like a bad police officer. So the guys who do Facts. stuff wrong, that's more of what I mean. Like if you're rude, disrespectful, you have no care. No, nothing. You and just, they are out there. Yes. And you just out here because you got this badge. You can do whatever it is that you mm-hmm. want with this badge. I don't like you because I have to go to work every single day, and I got to break down the walls and the barriers that you put up That's, millions man. of miles away. That's crazy. Like, with all of this uh, uh, stuff that goes on with Breonna Taylor, with uh, social justice, all, uh, all of the, the, di- the different names. Um, the list is the list is long. It's too and, long to recount, it's, man. It's very, it's just... very, very long, and it's saddening to me. I have to break down those barriers with each of those people that I come by because of bad police officers, right, right, right. people they're, who they're didn't have there. no empathy for nothing. I want to I want to directly oh. answer Wes's question. There we go. Are there basically is what you're getting down to? Are there race racist cops, or are, have I experienced racism in my? In, being a cop, yes, yeah, there are a hundred percent. There are, okay. Um, you now, said how, you said how you deal with it. Yeah, how, yeah. Okay. How do you deal with yeah, that? Yeah. I want a piece of this yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> he said I've been waiting for this. hundred percent. There are, and my and I'm always con- I'm always trying to figure out. Okay, this person. So like, let's let's think about all the the names. Okay, because. You know, we, you know, police officers have phones. They have social media. They're well connected. It's it's nothing for them to to, to talk to each other about. Hey, you see this, man? What you know? What do you think about this? And I'm overhearing conversations. 
yeah. to people that I, you know, that I'm gonna take a bullet for if if need it need to be, or I'm gonna shoot back for if I if need to be, right? Um, and I'm like, man, that is so different than what I believe. And now I have to try to figure out who you are because I do not want to label you as racist. And sometimes it's so advert that I have to be like, yeah, that, yeah, that's that is what it is. That's racism. That is what it is. Wow. Now, and a lot of times what I now, realize is racism some, is is. It's an ignorance tied to racism. It's it like, is. A lot of times you don't even know you're racist. Yeah. And, and one thing you have to realize, too, in policing in America, it is extremely homogenous. I'm going to take GPPD. It's just, it, you can, I'm pretty sure it's public record. I'm not saying anything that is not released in public information as far as, like, who's hired and how many people came yeah. through this class as far as demographics. Yeah. So, you know. We have, a, of course, I have a, 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 how can I say it, a public relations uh, code of ethics I'm supposed to follow. But uh-huh. what I'm about to tell you is not, this ain't, this this ain't, ain't some secret. type of se- yeah. secret. You can go and, yeah, and figure out who's hired. You can go and figure out, you know, this, you can go and do an open records request for yourself. You will see that the people employed are, it's a very homogenous group, right? Yes. I'm not saying my department is not working towards uh, diversity and inclusion. But I, the facts are the facts. But the facts are the, but the, facts, the, are the facts, facts are the right? facts. Right? Break yeah. them down. Talk to them. And so relationships are important and, and also your upbringing is important and, and all those things, right? So if we have a, a predominantly homogenous workforce, you know, employed with, with police and departments, of, of, of course you're going to run the risk of there not only being racism, but there being some systemic uh, issues yeah. and things like that. Now, it might not be over, and it might be stuff that you might be able to pull somebody. And I've definitely pulled a couple of people over, like, man, why, why, why you make that decision? Yeah. What's really going on? So y'all, so so y'all actually do hold other officers accountable, yes, or at least create conversations, yes. I, I'm the one of the ones that I will check you, bro. That's yeah. what's up. I don't play that. Like yeah. I don't like if you. You talking to somebody crazy, even if you uttered the n- 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 saying that. <laughs> he said, even if you stuttering with the yeah. end. N- 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 nah, I don't. I don't play that, man. Like, man, a lot of it, like I was saying earlier, is people come from places that they never talk to an African American. Right. They never have dealt with somebody who don't know where their next meal is gonna come from. It's a different type of. They yeah. haven't Man. dealt with somebody that's in simply just in survival mode. So yeah. whenever Devante Jacquees and you making a joke about his name, yeah, that's not cool. And your last yeah. name is Polisaski. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's not right. Like, that's what, not are cool. what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And you know, man, I was actually, I was, I was, name, I was boy. in DBU one day. And my boy Chris, he graduated. Manual? No, no, it's Chris Marshall. He was on our basketball team as well. Okay, okay. But, like, it was a great friend of mine, talented uh, artist as well, but just a solid dude. And so, Chris, I'm not I'm not good at, like, guessing how many beans are in a jar. But, like, he's, he's, he's a heavy set. Not heavy set, but he's he's big dude. And he's about 6'5", six, 6'4". Six, okay. This man is fully in his cap and gown just got done walking the stage got his diploma and he's walking outside i'm sitting next to two police officers as i'm cheering for my friends that have just gone across the aisle 
and the officer at Dallas Baptist University, which I think is a ignorantly racist school, says, man, it would take a couple shots to get him down. I heard that, and I'm like, you don't see a black man who got his diploma. You see how many shots I got to get off to get him to get him. That's a that's big boy. He said, that's a big yeah. boy. It take a couple shots to get him down. I'm like, fam, we got two different perspectives right that's now. That's wild. Yeah. And, and, and I think people, sometimes people get, they get very defensive when we say systematic racism. But that is a product of systematic racism. Absolutely. Even when you're talking about how do we respond to causes, how, how do you respond to calls? There is a system in place for how you are to respond. Like you guys were trained in a very systematic way. The issue is not you, but the systems we have in place. And so we have a system and, and, I, and I, I actually understand defunding the police because it's, it's attacking um, a quote unquote solution but really realizing that the way we are going about seeking solutions is actually incomplete, right? We don't really understand just how unequipped we are as a nation when we talk about, like, social justice, when we talk about things like, you know, just even justice in general, like, even hearing stats about other countries where they don't have, you know, um, um, officers firing their weapons like that. Like, they don't have, you know, officer, you know, accidental shootings with, with civilians. And I think that right there speaks to a larger issue of how do we complete a system? How do we make something whole? And, 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 not, and not seeking perfection, but like just the consistent progression. Like they talk about it at camp, core five, continuous improvement. I think we've only pieced together certain things, but we haven't taken a step back and said, wow, like we are actually unequipped in the way we go about handling certain situations. At least, at least, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of equipped speech come from them, so it's dope to even know that there's there's officers make a difference. But um, generally, as in our in, in experience, I've seen. I'm like, man, are you, you sure you're at the you're working the right job? But okay, talk to me. Yeah. So again, I really appreciate y'all for, for building these questions. Y'all's answers are great. Um, and my original question was about you know. If y'all had experienced it, which I kind of assumed that y'all had, but um, with that, you know, we've given the context, the culture, you know, where we are, you know, how policing even started, um, and experiencing the things that y'all have in there being racist cops, you know, people that have racist mindset and ignorant and everything. Does that affect y'all, even as black men, being officers? I know it's a kind of a, a tough question, but like does does their being in an environment where everybody is constantly talking down on black people, do you feel at all like it starts to set in your mind and you start to portray some of those same thoughts and like stereotypes in, in of course African Americans as well? My my honest answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be real. I am not above uh being succumbing to evil, you know? I'm I'm not above that I need the grace of God I think um, when you don't have community or accountability then that you know those thoughts and and, and being around those people rub off a little quicker and they set in deeper and it becomes a basis in which you you work but when you have people to 
combat your thoughts and you have people to bounce ideas off of and things like that, um, you can fight, fight back. Right. Um, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. Cause like I was about to say, yeah, I'm ashamed that that happens, but it's like, man, I was, you know, I'm saved from sin. So like, I still struggle with, with sin. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's disgraceful that, that that's, that's the case, but Y'all go through stuff. I mean, yeah, there's things you know about you that you are not necessarily proud of, and you know, boast. You know, you got to boast in your weaknesses. So, like, yeah, if you're around a a community long enough, you are not invincible, man. You're not invincible. I've definitely looked at somebody who's like, "That's a turd." I need to pull him over. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. I appreciate the honesty. Hey, we got hopping on the camera. Okay. All right. You 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 been you you been you been holding the smoke. For- I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> the reason why I've been waiting because I've been sitting back letting you guys like tell us about you. So I'm so excited. But defunding the police is not what we're talking about. Defunding the police is reallocating funds from the government into other programs that are underfunded. So the problem isn't that we're trying to get rid of the police. The problem is you have extra money and you're using it, or you're not using it. You just holding it and they won't give it to other organizations. So we have nonprofit organizations, we have homeless organizations, we have organizations that are for housing, underdeveloped, uh, SNAP agencies. All of these people are being denied because we don't have the funds to give them, but we have hundreds of millions and billions of dollars in resources in our police department, so we buy them new chargers and we buy them new trucks and we buy them new computers and we buy them body cameras and Apparently we buy tanks. all of these things. <laughs> But then when there's still extra money left from that, they're not going to give it to anyone else. They hold the money and make it seem like we don't have money and we're broke. But we're not broke. All of our money is being allocated to police departments and the military. So it's like we have other things that are going out and we go out into the community and do outreach. We can't do them because we can't get funding because there's no funding because they're giving it to you. So, I mean, defunding the police is not a... I, I don't want police officers around. It's like if you don't have to have 100 police officers, knock it down to 50 and save our people and give us other people some money to allocate to other resources. I, don't, I think that a large part of the problem is we are over-policed. Over-policed causes the problem with people being in prison at alarming rates. The problem is if there's 100 people on the roads at 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., and there's 500 people on the roads, one of those five people is going to cross paths with that police officer. Not That police officer is not in the mood, like you said, once you guys are, it's late night, you're not in the mood to keep going down every single list, checking off who's this person, who's the other person. Limit that. Stop overstaffing and allowing people to use this amount of money for the resources of having cops just basically just running around not doing anything. A large part of the problem is that we are not allowing people to understand that Funding the police is about using the money for other things that America needs besides being on the police. Indeed. There's no question in that. Okay, hey, 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 hey. Get get, get a little bit closer to the mic, too. So, my question is now that you understand how I feel and how I view defunding the police, does it give you a more open perspective of what it actually is? We are at the mercy. So, as as a as a 
Grand Prairie officer, I'm I'm at the mercy of voters. Mm. I'm at the mercy of. Ma- we got a vote. Our, our city manager Ooh, and our, that's and our another conversation. city council. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what I'm. That's who I'm at at the mercy of. Yeah. Uh, I would say, fortunately, our our city manager and and our city council um, support the police in a way that is effective, and I think our our numbers back it up. I can't speak for any other department. I don't know your experience with any other department, but for for what I see for Grand Prairie Police Department. Um, the way they allocate their funds and resources, I think they're doing a, an adequately, adequately well done job. But, um, I mean, I think some of this has to do with, I mean, some of this has to do with the fact that, like, it's easy for, for grassroots people, and I'm not calling you grassroots, but I, for people who are not in a position to make those decisions, it's easy for them to, pick in part where they think relocation of of resources should go because they're experiencing a lack of, right? Like it's easy, oh, we're lacking this, so maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that. But when you're looking at it from a top-down perspective, some of those lacks could be a result of there's not enough police here. There's not enough enforcement of, of law in this area. Some of those, I'm not saying all of them, right? But some of those are, are, are a direct result of uh, poor police presence or understaffed community, um, understaffed police departments. Now, I'm not, I'm not speaking um, to whatever police department that you, that you have in mind or the hundreds of police departments you have in mind. For Grand for for Grand Prairie, I would say that our city manager, our city council, the voters that show up to the polls do a. a, a I would say a great job. And I think you can ask other police departments and other city managers and, and, and councils like, Hey, who's, who's, who's one of the best uh, police departments around? What are they going to say? And, and they're going to say grand Prairie. I'm, I'm, I'm just being, being 100% honest. I, now, if you can give me specifics about, Hey, in this community, I mean, like if we were talking about Minneapolis, I'm not trying to rain down on Minneapolis PD, but there was, or Fer- or even Ferguson, there was a clear cut, uh, um, poor allocation of resources uh, in the Ferguson community. A hundred percent. I couldn't tell you how many officers at Grand Prairie Police Department that was like, yeah, that was they had that coming. Yeah, wow. they had that coming. Wow. The way that they that they uh, poorly managed their funds, they had that coming. Wow. And it's unfortunate that it took. The passing of Michael Brown for that to boil over and us uncovering what happened in Ferguson, Missouri. Okay. So do you think that a lot of times what can happen in, let's say, a Ferguson then gets tied into police departments in general? Yeah, I think there's broad and very sweeping generalizations about, oh, well, this is what happened in Ferguson. Then, and not allocating or not um, um not keeping in mind, well, that's Ferguson and their city government and what they have and the funds and their voters that show up and what type of attractions they have to Ferguson to, to, to gain. You know, what are their taxes? What are their, uh, you know, what, you know, how do they make money in Ferguson? You know, the city. And you're trying to tie that specific department into, let's say, a Grand Prairie. You can. There's there's different people, different incomes. There's different. Um, there's, it's, it's, it's so distant, drastically distant, uh, different. In like a city government that like, yeah, you can't just say that this this is the 
this is what's happening in every. So that's why you have to, that's why you're saying, hey, what specifics are you? Asking yeah, what specific? For? What, what community? Yeah, what community are you? Are you now? Ferguson? There, not, there was a point where like defunding the police in Ferguson was like that actually might not be a, a bad idea until they figure out what in the world they need to they, need they, to do. They did it up there in Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle, that might not actually yeah, be they, a bad idea for what they have going yeah, on in there. Seattle. Yeah, but, but then I will say, even what was going on in Seattle, their situation when they did defund the police and take those their resources away. The city dang near burned down. It was Gotham. Wow. It was Gotham. I mean, but they so don't. The pe- like but I'm. But I'm serious. There's there's multiple. I can give you multiple different yeah. cities and municipalities that have. Uh, I wouldn't say defunded the police, but I've definitely started to audit. You know where they're. Definitely. You know where they putting their funds at, and they and they've realized. You know what? Maybe like giving the the sheriff this brand new Camaro is not the best idea. Right, but like we can't like just say like, "Hey, defund all police departments," or, or, you know, I think there's there needs to be some context. It's I, different. I like, I like how you guys said about the L.A. was the one that you guys referred to as the one tactically, tactically. tactically. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> important. That's important. that's extremely important. How they conduct tactics, not how they. I'm not saying L.A. They as a police. Yeah, I'm not saying L.A., the city of L.A. I'm not yeah. saying how, uh, you know, the homeless population and what they have to go through there. I'm talking about tactically, tactically. how they go into a situation and conduct tactics, how yeah. they how they eliminate threats. Yeah. That's well, what I'm speaking the to. The reason why L.A. is able to eliminate threats is because Louis- Los Angeles's budget gives the police $3.14 billion dollars. Out of the city's $9 billion. I'll tell you, that's not the reason why they're so able to do that. One third of the entire city's budget goes towards policing. So the reason why they are the top tactically is because they have a higher budget than every other city no, sir. in America's police department. No, sir. The reason why they're the great attacks is because what they're exposed to out in the streets. Because they've experienced bombings, they've experienced gang culture shooting at police stations and, and precincts, they've experienced. So, when, so let me clarify what I mean by tactics. Okay. What I mean by taxes is, for instance, when we stop a, pl- a car, w- tactically, you want to put my, my license plate should be between your left wheel. Okay. So that if you start shooting rounds, if you get out the car and start shooting rounds, it's hitting a frame of the vehicle that I know or, or very likely is not going to hit me. It's going to bounce and ricochet. That's tactics, how I position myself to, to minimize my threat. LA, do you get what I'm saying? So, like when I, so let's say there's a, active shooter in this in this area this is i need to know that there's a sit of fed room because i need to know he could be hiding at that corner or he can be hiding at that corner so when i come in i need to see what what do i see visibly first i see this corner so i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this corner the fact they both do that and see what i have at this corner that's what i mean by tactics yeah. i'm not so that's what i mean by tactics there's a it's an actual like the way you Eliminate threats, and when you right? deal with more threats, you have more experience. On how to exactly, when you yeah. deal with more threats, different types of threats, yeah. right? I've seen some stuff on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, we've seen some stuff that was like, he did what? Yeah. <laughs> but when you have more money, you can deal with more threats. No, 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 not necessarily, not necessarily. Uh, for instance, um, but if, so if that's the case, if you're saying that we we should have more money, then why are you saying defund? So defunding is not that you have plenty enough money. It's the resources. You have additional money that you don't even use. They don't even give half of the police officers corrective raises. But so want, it's not that they're using these things to your advantage. They're holding them as a reserved fund to protect 
the government. It's so, almost like they're holding on to the resources as a way to keep the additional money from the public, but you're still taking our money and adding to resources that you're not even using. And when you do use them, you're buying a new car. We're still so talking about LA, right? This, no, we're, we're talking about police budgets, period. Okay. Because whenever I heard you say defund, you went through a list of things that, as far as holding the money, that yeah. didn't go to police. Uh, as far as the programs, as far as the yeah, things that right. things that we need. So when you made that list, at least I heard, I was hearing you say, the way I received it was, is that since they're not using that money, then take that money away and put it back into the community as opposed to Refundal. putting it into training, It's reallocating right? the funds. Defunding the police is not getting rid of you guys. It's reallocating excess funds that are not needed from you guys. It's not... They didn't just get rid of the police in Seattle. They just moved down to a, a task force that was not overwhelming, and they just didn't need all those police. Now, when they did completely defund the police, it's because they were like, you went down to 30, 40 police officers. We still don't need them. Let them go. And then they went ahead and did it from there. It's up to the people because they're the people who are funding it. In so, Seattle. Yeah. In Seattle. So because so, something went wrong in Seattle. No, I'm not using that as an example. I'm using that as this is what we're talking about, defunding yeah. the police. It's lowering the budgets of all of the police departments. Contextually. Contextually. If there's over-policing, then there's more murders, the Black Lives Matter. All of this stuff happened from over-policing. It wasn't just because, oh, there's a problem in the communities. No, we just didn't start getting shot. We've been getting shot for a long time. It was the over policing that led to the rise of once one murder happened it followed with several other murders and the, the police officers reacted in a way of defense that caused them to react to each situation differently so defund the police was not about attacking police officers it was about attacking the government structure that funds the police officers All right. and you might be 100% correct on how defund the police started and what, what's this true intention and it could have that term could have been hijacked by People who are extremists about, you know, totally eradicating. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, but I want to, I want to drive this home though. Those are every, everything that we've seen on social media that has to do with a officer involved shooting of a unarmed black black man or unarmed person in general. Those are specific cases to specific exactly. police departments. Okay, and their specific resources and their specific things. Okay. Right? You were going to say something? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, but I'm, but I'm saying, those are specific. Those are specific things. I, so now, remember, y'all remember when the mayor of, of uh, New, or not the mayor, but the chief of NYPD, this boy got on got on uh, the press conference and was like, "What about the 100 million different type of non-combative situations we've been in?" Oh, now, now listen, yeah, yeah. that was mistimed. <laughs> right <laughs> to right? say the least, that was not the time for him to say <laughs> that what he said. Yeah. Nonetheless, what he said was 100% facts. Nonetheless. And, and truth doesn't have to agree. It's independent. It doesn't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with it. It's truth. Yeah. He said that at the wrong time. Yeah. For sure. He should not have said what he said at that time. Now, if we were in the town hall meeting and we just trying to... Yeah. That's when you bring that up. Yeah. Because yeah. he's had... He's, I think it was something like when you did the numbers point zero two three percent have been violent altercations or in officer involved shooting. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. That yeah. out of all the millions of people in in New York, point zero two three or whatever it was, whatever that 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 number was, yeah. if that's that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's amazing. It, and you know, I I 
I think there's a lot of different things at play here. Um, and I think, you know, the term defund the police, I think, does carry a certain connotation when you hear the word defund. I tend to go very literal, right? I know, you know, hearing from hearing, you know, people different different people speak that that it's not literally take the police away. And I didn't but, know that. So right, right, right. Because right, I, I I take it for what I hear. Yeah, and so, I I, but but what you talked about, what you said, you said something that's very important. You talked about voting, right? What people don't understand is that budgets. Are like police don't generate their own yeah. money. <laughs> but like police, are, they're, they're 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 publicly funded. They are a government entity. Okay, and so when we talk about systems, again, we have to attack this systematically. Police, in and of itself, policing practices, in and of itself, are not the holistic problem here. Okay, you know, uh, um, um, you know, one municipality. <laughs> is it just like one government, one city's government Dang. isn't just Dang. the issue. Dang. One branch of government isn't just, is not the whole issue. We are dealing with a system. Okay. And so when we're talking about dismantling systems and we're talking about reconstructing systems, what we have to understand is that you play a part. I play a part, mm-hmm. right? Sheriffs get voted in. Participation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the mayors get voted in. Yes. People who get voted in come with what? Agendas. They come with platforms. They come with things that because of who they are personally, they are motivated by what they believe, what they've experienced. And so when they get voted into office, they believe they're working on on, off of the best possible solutions and and ideas. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the case. Right. And even if it is the case. The general public in the places where they're being voted in to govern may not believe that. And so when we're talking about these things of defunding, I love what you said about reallocating, because I think what we need to do is understand we need to get people in office who can correctly assess situations and say, why are you a cop driving a tank? That is wild. Like That is wild. Why does a police station need a tank? I think that is just ridiculous. We need to understand that if we want to create real change, it is both our job to scrutinize public figures, cops, shares, but it's also our job to participate in the process. And hear me, I'm not saying this is not a good old boy speech where it's like, well, trust in the vote, trust it. Like, no, I I know that it is corrupt. But what what did I say earlier? Infiltrate. We got to make sure we get people in these spaces to make the right decisions. For sure, for sure. We got Jane. the last question. Yeah. We got to make uh, it a good one. A black man do talk original. Uh, <laughs> the pioneer for the look, live look, audience. Look, 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 look. <laughs> we would be a regular schmegular podcast Basic. if it wasn't for Jay Show to the first episode talking and, and giving her input Facts. on why. She believes that Christian women aren't terrible daters, which they are. But because of that, yeah, because of that, it really sparked the idea of wow, what if we had people? This is true. Constantly if it wasn't for dope. Jade, we would be unleaded gas. Now we're premium. <laughs> we're premium. You know what I'm saying? Now we four on nine. We went from <laughs> high, look, high octane. We went from that Reggie to that hydro. High octane. <laughs> to the teeth. <laughs> we went to the teeth to the ground. Talk to me. Okay, well, I feel like my question's pretty sim- well, pretty simple. Um, you guys were talking a little bit earlier about like programs that you guys have in place, and I just was curious about like the programs that might be in place with the police force for um, just getting 
the officers familiar with the communities that they're going to serve that they're not too familiar with, Mm -hmm. considering that there has been, um, what'd you say, like there's a shortage of officers. Mm -hmm. So like... Disparity. Yeah. So like how are you guys coming up against, like what programs are in place right now? I'm just curious. Uh, a lot a lot of the times when you say programs, are you meaning just like outreach program? Yeah. Okay. Um like so education programs. Cause some of the things like trainings, guys, maybe yeah, trainings, like some of the things mm-hmm. you guys talked about tonight, that I'm just that was gold for me. So I'm like mm-hmm. taking it, I'm I'm like, I'm gonna use this to teach my youth mm-hmm. that I where I work. Because mm-hmm. I, I just they're going they're going to encounter officers and I yeah. just I want them to be knowledgeable. Um so. we have uh Officers who are in in the community, specifically in certain areas, and what they do is they talk to people in the community. They give outreach um, opportunities for the community. Community, um, like say for instance, um, like I play basketball. That's what I do in my free time if I'm not working out. And uh, DBD has hold has held uh, a basketball tournament for the past like three years, where uh, we go down to South Dallas. And people put in teams, and it's police officers versus the community. Mm-hmm. And we play basketball, you know, the entire day. And that gives you opportunity to talk talk with a, with a certain uh, demographic. <laughs> I did not know about this. Hey, you about to say the same thing? Did, didn't you dunk on somebody? Oh, you, wait, wait, wait. You dunked How, on a, a I civilian? Just, what I want to know. A civilian? <laughs> <laughs> If the goal, if the goal was to foster this sense of community, community you and, and then and then I get on IG and I'm clicking like, oh look at Kelly playing basketball, boom, dunk on him. I was like, wow. I wonder what he thinks about cops now. But no, problems no. always. <laughs> but but no, but no. Continue to tell me about this basketball thing you did to help the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me help the community. Right? Uh, man, just being able to go out there, you, you, you're able to talk to the kids. <laughs> talk to the kids. I.E. Bang. 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 Protect your son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're able to go talk to the kids. You, you know, you hoop with the kids, have a good time. And y'all are stupid. <laughs> but nah, like, it, 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 even, though, even though that happened, I mean, you still are able to... You know, talk to him. He might have not wanted to talk right after Andy, that. Andy. You know, but we had a good time. I mean, being it's, able to it's, do, it's do certain. It shows willingness to be present. Yeah, absolutely. You know, showing that we, we're human too. Like outside of the, right. the badge and the, all the tools and stuff, man. Like we're human. We bleed like you. We 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 love playing ball or doing activities outside of what we do. Indeed. I gave kids an L in my uniform before. Word. I, I ain't did that one yet. Boy, but no, on a, it was it was tragic. It was tragic. But on a on a real serious tip, though, uh, what we do at our department, we actually we have a division for community outreach and community patrol. Um, and what we try to do is set up. We call them pop up shops. And so there's pop up shops in our Asia Times Square. There's one in the Grand Prairie Outlets. There's also one in the Dalworth community. Uh, there's you know where it's just basically like our central hub for that community where if there's issues and problems that are may not be criminal in nature maybe c- civil in nature yeah. that they don't feel like they can they need to call the police but maybe they can 
you know, they just want a police officer to know this is what's going on, whether it be suggestion box, whatever, uh, that, that happens. Um, also like we have someone literally dedicated to set up community events. We call them coffee with the cop. You might've heard coffee with the cop. Like that's like a sweeping thing around the nation where we host these, these things. We're asking people to come participate in having coffee. And I know it's like, well, that's just for PR. Well, like, some of those things are, are beneficial. Right. Like some yeah. of those things look, work. I, I, I will say marketing, because honestly, I don't know when. Then again, I don't follow the police department. Okay. You know what? Maybe I need Yeah, we got an IG department. page, a indeed, Twitter page. Indeed. But indeed. I, I think. We need to. Hey, look, because I'm like, I'm like, y'all did basketball tournaments? Like, but, like, how, how, like is, it, is, it, is it a. Um, could we do better in at least understanding when because we definitely get reports on the bad right and so on our end ways to know when the good is coming a simple follow on instagram page hey pull up you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. hey a simple you know what i'm saying stuff like that it would be nice to see when you turn on the news not all the gloom and doom each time because to be totally honest it's not as bad people are always coming it's so dangerous it's so dangerous i don't know how you do your job and blah 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 this and the other Yes, it's dangerous at times, but every single day is not I'm pulling out my gun, shooting somebody. I have people that have thinking that that's what I do. I'm mm. always tasing somebody. I'm always taking them to jail. We're always in shootouts and things like that, and it's not always like that. So you you said you never tased nobody. I haven't tased, that's, I haven't that's tased anybody. anybody. That's I mean, wild. That's wild. <laughs> that's he's like, he's like, yeah. Tasha, I can't relate. <laughs> I guess I got that thing on me. And they be thinking. I guess for me, like I had to tell, like we, we had a situation um, uh, not too long ago. Um, a guy, he he tensed up and he presented active resistance on the, the, the force continuum. When somebody rips away from you, you have the right to tase them. Granted, I've dealt with this guy before. So mm. my immediate thing was, his name, I'm not even going to say his name, but I grabbed him on his, on his shoulder. And I said, I said, man, what, uh, what's going on? You remember you rapped for me a couple days ago. Mm. You rapped for me. You remember that? Mm. That soldier involved, mm-hmm. bro. And so. That's deep. And he was. Dom DeMarco. And he could, he could spit. But you could tell that in his mind, he just was in a different. He had <clears throat> smoked something or did something. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I remember you rapping me, but that's not, that's not what, what I'm on right now. And he ripped, ripped away and he went dead weight and he locked himself up. And uh, my partner, he he's black too, and uh, he was like, "Hey, Creighton, I'm about to tase him. Watch out!" I said, "I said, D, don't tase him." I said, "I said we gonna we gonna handle this without tasing him." Mm-hmm. He didn't have no weapons on him. He already you know showed us his waist and everything prior to that. And I was like, "D, don't tase him." I said, "We'll just get his hands and we will put him in the handcuffs." Even though he was fighting and everything, he didn't want to go. I just told him like, look, we we go handle this a different way. Cameras was all all around, and it just would have looked bad. Yeah. yeah, it just wouldn't have been been that and great. That's a split second. And I and I and I think what you said something that that's very powerful. You said you know you you called on your history with him. Our experience that's big. And I think the difference between a violent escalation. And a peaceful de-escalation is your ability to relate to people. I think that is both um, moral and I think that is both biblical. When God sent Moses, Moses asked him, 
who shall I say sent me? Mm. God called on his ability in his past relationships with the children that he was about to go release from, from bondage. Bang, bang. And so I bang, think our bang, ability bang. to relate to people and develop real relationships, because, you know, you could have had a past experience with him and it could have been bad. But I think treating every opportunity as a, as a, as a, as a way to say, hey, look, this is where I'm going to establish not my authority, but the fact that I actually care about you. And so that ability right there, it goes far beyond policing. And that is like the call of us as believers is to say, when I go somewhere, I'm establishing not just who I am, but the God I serve. Because he, he, he doesn't, you may not have told him that you believe in the Lord, but he, if, if you were to say, yeah, I, I believe in God, he'd be like, that makes sense. And so I think, you know, in this whole, however long we've been talking, like, I think one thing we can really like take two hours, this, two hours. Wow. It's been, it's been good though. It's been fine. Two of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think one thing we can take as we're closing is like one, like relationship is what gives you authority to operate in places. And then two, you know, educating yourself on things and people and perspectives that you don't have is actually the greatest weapon you can have when you are combating different things, right? Because one person is telling you you shoot too much. But one person is telling you you, you shoot too much. Y'all are in a dangerous job. You're saying it's actually not that dangerous. So there's already a, there's already a lack of ability to understand where you're coming from. So how can we collectively solve issues? So relationship and, and educating yourselves. Not that it's not that dangerous, but it's, it's just that... The, what the news portrays a lot of the time yeah, yeah, is that yeah. every day it's like this person is doing this. We're constantly got our guns out and stuff like that. Like it's not always like that. Facts. It's not just you know we ripping and running. You know we take coffee breaks. So I rip and I rhyme. I rhyme and I rip. This, this is, is the, the way that dialogue speaks. And then before we close out. Um, not only are these two brothers people that we are literally friends with, literally, literally uh, uh, have a elongated relationship with, um, they have their own platforms. And Facts. if y'all desire to connect them to your platforms, I know you also have a podcast. Ty, this man is a resource of knowledge. If y'all haven't got to understand that and grasp that, plug your uh, your podcast, plug your social media, let people know where they can find you at. Of course, yeah, my YouTube channel is called hashtag It Is Written. It's the you know for old folks, it's the pound symbol. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it is bang, written, all bang, one word. Bang, uh, bang, you can find me on YouTube. Bang, Just got one coming out. Tuesday, so me what's and my, the what's the channel? The channel it is written. Yep, the channel is you got to put the pound symbol. Pound symbol. Hashtag, it is written. It is written. Okay. Does it help to put your name in there as well? No, it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not important at all it in this. Be, it be, stratosphere you, you want people following you? Do you want people following you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you got to plug them. It's uh, coast to coast. You can follow me on Instagram. Coast number two, because coast. that's. That's how he is on the court. Facts. Ask the 10 year old, he humiliated. <laughs> warning, warning, warning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir. Appreciate y'all for pulling through, fellas. Appreciate I'm the black y'all. Man, black man outside. I'm the black man, black man outside. I'm the black man, black man outside. I'm the black man, black man. I'm the black man. Liggity black. Liggity black. That was another episode of Black Men Do Talk. What we.
half overdue conversations from a black male's perspective. Yeah. We had co-host Tyler and Caleb with my boy Trey here. And I hope y'all have a blessed rest of the day. Go out, kill it, and empathize and educate. Peace. Yeah, what he said. <laughs>